0: This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Barstool talk daily, except it's really early in the morning and no booze for the most part.
1: Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today, and it is great to have you along as the Buzz Adams Morning Show takes to the airwaves. Today is June 14th. It's National Bourbon Day, among other things, also national. Blood Donors Day and National Flag Day. Oh, right. It is Flag Day. Thank you, uh, Nico, for that. Good morning, Nico and Good morning, Buzz Adams. And good morning, Joanna Barba in the producer studio.
2: Good morning.
1: Uh, coming up later today, we're going to talk to uh, Stephen Smith for the company Story File. They were... Profiled at 60 Minutes a couple years ago and what they do is uh, they'll conduct interviews with your older, well I guess they don't need to be older, but a lot of times your older relative. And the story file is something that can be viewed 10 or 20 or 100 years from now and you're able to interact with this person and ask them questions. Uh, William Shatner is an investor and they did a story file for William Shatner. I guess that guy's probably got a lot of stories. Uh, But this is for uh, not just Father's Day, but they're doing it a lot with uh, the story on uh, 60 Minutes, for instance. They were talking to survivors of the Holocaust because, you know, those people are very, very old. But we're going to be talking about Story File and Stephen Smith. Uh, That's his company coming up later this morning. Let's get a look at El Paso weather and then we'll start previewing the show. El Paso weather is brought to you by Wet and Wild Water World, And uh, it's going to be hot again, so get ready for that. Um, across the country, over a quarter billion Americans are going to be facing uh, high temperatures in excess of 90. Also, they're saying that... Uh, Record high temperatures are going to be dropping left and right today. El Paso, partly cloudy at 102 for the high temperature. There's some cloud cover, but it doesn't look like there's any rain in the forecast. It doesn't look like there's rain today or tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be sunny in 103. And then Thursday in the afternoon and Friday, we're going to have maybe a 10 to 20% chance of rain. That's uh, Thursday afternoon and evening and then friday we're gonna have little chance of rain sticking around throughout most of the day high thursday is going to be 100 and friday 98 the weekend temperatures are going to be right around 100 degrees so that is the weather brought to you by Wet Wild Wild World. Right now, Wet and Wild season passes are on sale for just $59.99 plus tax. You can get those at any area, Circle K, or online at wetwild.com. That's wetwild.com. It's going to be a hot summer. It already is, and it's not even summer, so make your Wet and Wild plans early and get the best deal on tickets at any area, Circle K, or online at wetwild.com. Let's find out what we're we've got coming up on the show today. Uh, Joanna Barba is going to have entertainment news headed our way a little bit later. So, what do we have on the entertainment front today?
2: We're getting more details about the Joker sequel. Sources say that Lady Gaga is in talks to join as Harley Quinn, and that it's going to be a musical.
1: I guess lady gaga would make a pretty good harley quinn yeah right nico you're the batman guy do you think lady gaga would make a good harley quinn uh i don't know okay there's this bat there's this character in comic books called batman and his enemy is joker joker's got kind of like this girlfriend named harley quinn so i'm gonna ask you again do you think lady gaga would make a good harley (laughs) quinn uh, uh I don't I don't know. Okay. Uh well, What do you have
3: coming up in news today? Uh, a lot coming up in news. Uh let's start with uh I didn't see it on on Joanna's entertainment board. So I'm just going to bring it up anyways. It's the 40th anniversary of E.T. the Aww. movie. Drew Barrymore has been posting pictures of her on set when she was 7 years old and of people like uh Steven Spielberg and the other kids <laughs> I do <don't know. laughs> yeah, Henry Thomas <laughs> they're not they're not important i mean <laughs> the other kids uh 40 years since ET was made and it was uh i didn't won an academy award what did it win for did it win
1: best screenplay it, it, i don't think it won best picture 80 what year did it come out 84 years ago 82, 82. Oh, okay got it we a lot were, of good stuff.
2: It's the 80th, the 40th anniversary.
1: Um, a lot of Oscary types movies came out around that time. It was probably something like Gandhi or Out of Africa or Sophie's Choice or something. Budget of ten million dollars. E. E.T. Yeah. Well, happy E.T. Day, everybody. Aw. They uh, had public hearings on the January 6th insurrection yesterday. So yesterday they had a bunch, they, all of the all of the uh, people giving testimony were Republicans, including the former Attorney General under Donald Trump, Bill Barr. And uh, it's a pretty wild testimony. A lot of people are saying that Trump really got ramped up on election night when it was clear that he had lost, but a visibly intoxicated Rudy, Rudy Giuliani Convince Trump that he actually won, we heard that in <laughs> okay. multiple persons. Just say you won. Right. Dude, uh,
3: right? you yeah, just yeah, yeah. say you won. What's You can just say you won, right?
1: This story was relayed in multiple testimonies from people who were around the White House on election night, saying that, and they, the stories sound similar. Rudy Giuliani, visibly intoxicated. Convincing the president that he actually won the election. So you know, what I thought was interesting was
3: how they they basically Mick Mulvaney, the former president's chief of staff um, and a former congressman. Uh, he was recorded as saying that the only people left in Trump's inner circle by uh, two months after the election, and and really the the only people sticking around were Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani. Um,
1: that other lawyer
3: program, uh, Linwood Linwood right. and that everybody who you thought would be like all right they might be on his on ride or, ride or die ride or die they were not they were trying to tell Ivanka him Ivanka was Ivanka uh, Pat Cipollone the White House uh, counsel, um Bill Barr the Attorney General uh, you know just all these other really official people uh, Katrina Pearson for the campaign uh Uh, jason miller jason Jason miller um who was uh uh who was his his famous advisor kellyanne conway i mean all these people she wrote a book saying that she told
1: him like at right after the election i don't know did she tell him or did she she says she told him but you know like she straight up told him yeah but i'm just wondering like how Kellyanne Conway walks in there and I think tells she said, him something said he didn't want to hear you. You're letting all of these other people tell you
3: something false, right?
1: So they're they're establishing here that the former president should have known based on the advice of everybody except a drunken Rudy Giuliani. It sounds like that he did not win. Did you hear another thing that they they might go after is f- uh, fraud? Between the election in 2020 and uh, January 6th and then Inauguration Day, did they these, raise like $250 200 million? By telling people it was going to go to the Stop the Steal. The fact is, that money went anywhere but Stop the Steal because. Well, I, <laughs>
3: this is what I had heard that uh, they, they, they were. Joanna, get this. So Donald Trump and the campaign releases things that say, please donate now to the uh, Election Defense Fund. Donald Trump's election defense fund—all the money oh, to this.
2: Did you get an email about that?
3: I yeah. The, the election <laughs> I got defense a lot fund. Of them. Well, they asked the finance person for the campaign, "Where is the uh, election defense fund?" And she said, "There, we, we didn't actually have one. Yeah. There was no." But they raised two hundred and fifty million dollars <laughs> off of telling people in emails and fundraising s- emails. They said the
1: average donation for those kind of uh, solicitations was seventeen dollars. So, based on that, they're saying these weren't super wealthy donors. No. These were people who probably live paycheck to paycheck, or they're uh, you know on some disability, or uh, retired, or whatever. That mm-hmm. these were not rich people, and they were being conned. Uh, it's unclear if they'll go after uh, anybody in in the uh, Trump orbit for defrauding these people who donated money, thinking it was going to go to, you know, combat non-existent election fraud or anything. But another damning day uh, in the Capitol investigation. Every single person who testified, a Republican, many of them working uh, directly for the former president. Did you see Donald
3: Trump's 12-page reply yesterday?
1: Uh, I guess I would have had to have gotten a... A user ID on Truth Social to see that? I'm sure they printed it by now. No,
3: I didn't see it. Oh, no, this wasn't to to Truth Social. This is uh, 12 pages of typed documents, supposedly from him, uh, that details his rebuttal. And? You're going to have to go through it. Does it make... Let me just give you some some, uh, highlights. Uh, This is one section. The Sham Investigation. (laughs) Uh, Stop the Count is another section. Ballot trafficking. Yeah, these are all the things. The math. (laughs) The math. Is one section. But what if there were more? (laughs) Is another section.
1: (laughs) 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 So, like, subheading six... But what if there were
3: more? more? Okay, so I don't know if you knew this or either. And I'm sorry if people listening to us don't like that we are harping on the <laughs> former president. But it was a, it's a scary, <laughs> it's scary idea that this person was in charge of things for a little bit.
1: Um, stop but, getting scammed, I guess, would be my message. Right? Stop, stop taking this notorious liars word, word as the golden truth because he's scamming people. A lot of people are going to prison for listening to him and going to Washington based on his lies, which did were based see, on the rantings of a drunken former New York city mayor. Um, so the New York post, a Rupert Mur-
3: Murdoch, uh, a publication in, in New York, they did an uh, op-ed on Sunday. Did you read about that? Mm-hmm. Did you? No. Oh, all about how Donald Trump needs to go away. Oh, really? Yeah. The Post. The Post. The Post has been New York
1: Post a, a, an ardent Trump supporter. supporter. right?
3: And this was like, you need to go away. You you lied. There is really? No, yeah. There is no well, who, proof.
1: Was it op-ed? Who wrote it? It was from the editorial board. Oh, okay. So uh, no, whatever what, editorial board they no, have. Right. <laughs> I guess those are the people that are writing headlines like, Uh, Headless Body Found in Topless (laughs) Bar. The Post is famous for tabloid headlines. (laughs) All right, we've got a lot to get to. We'll hear uh, some of the testimony from yesterday. Also, Amber Heard spoke out for the first time.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show
1: Podcast. All right, we're going to have another entertainment segment coming up later in the show a couple hours from now. And Joker 2 might have uh, Lady Gaga... As Harley Quinn. I've so, thought about it. Don't think she'd be a good Harley Quinn. <laughs> okay.
2: He's had some time to think about it, people.
3: Harley Quinn in this series, the reason she's like deadly, she's a, an Olympic-level gymnast. late like Le- Gaga. Is the
1: opposite of the uh, a, a gymnast body, I feel like. Okay. And you're saying that Margot Robbie does have a gymnast body. Or did you care for Margot Robbie as, as Harley Quinn? Also, it's the... It's Harley the wa- Quinn's very girly.
3: That's the thing. I don't I don't picture Lady Gaga as a very girly figure.
1: This is the Joaquin Phoenix movie that we're talking about. They're talking about it also being a musical. But I'll leave this to when Joanna does it in uh, our second entertainment update of the morning. So we've got that coming up. This portion of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. You can find them on the corner of Dyer and Monroe, just moments from Fort Bliss. Also find them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. I am not, I don't think of myself as a very spiritual person,
4: but I guess I
1: have to believe in karma now. Because Charlie Sheen is upset that his daughter has joined
5: OnlyFans. (laughs) That's
2: winning. That's fresh. Winning. That's
3: fresh. Didn't he date a lot of like porn stars and strippers?
1: Karma is a (laughs) bitch. Sam Sheen is the daughter of Charlie and Denise Richards, and she turned 18. March. See, Sam? Yesterday, she announced in on Instagram that she is now going to be on OnlyFans. Uh, so, yeah, Charlie Sheen's home was at one time the most notorious uh, celebrity drug den slash sexual oasis with a rotating cast of nubile porn stars. And uh, now he's upset that his daughter is going to be doing OnlyFans. Did you find uh, oh, she's anything pretty. else about yeah. Sam Sheen?
2: Yeah, she's pretty.
1: She's real pretty. Somehow, Charlie, after the years of drug abuse and porn stars and porn stars abusing drugs and abuse, after all that, somehow Charlie's decided he knows where the blame really lies his ex, Denise. <laughs> this is the a quote from Charlie. Sam is 18 years old now and living with her mother. <laughs> is that your impression? <laughs> yeah, it's my impression of Charlie Sheen.
5: I love
2: it. Listen,
1: quit interrupting me. I've got tiger's blood. <laughs> Sam is 18 years old now and living with her mother. This did not occur under my roof. I do not condone this, but since I'm unable to prevent it, <laughs> I urged her to keep it classy, creative, creative, and not sacrifice her integrity. <laughs> uh, here, You want to hear what Denise Richards has to say about it? Yeah. yeah. All right. I don't do a Denise Richards impersonation, Aww. so just use your imagination. Dude. Denise said, Sammy is 18 and this decision wasn't based on whose house she lives in. All I can do as a parent is guide her and trust her judgment, but she makes her own choices. So what do you think? Is that a kick in the seat of the pants from karma for Charlie Sheen?
3: Well, if you're saying being on OnlyFans is a bad thing, I mean, I don't know if doesn't it is. Doesn't it not. mean
1: that you're doing sex on camera? Not necessarily no,
5: sex. Doesn't.
3: Actually no, not even sexual. I mean, nothing some some people have entire accounts that are nothing but uh almost like Patreons where yeah. they Yeah,
2: like if I wanted to start my OnlyFans, it would be me eating pizza and crying.
1: <laughs> I'd pay that for that though. Thank you.
2: <laughs> so it's not all about sex, Buzz.
1: Percentage-wise, though, would you say that a more than fifty percent of it is sexual or titillating in nature? It's, I've never, I've never been on an OnlyFans. I don't. I just thought it was like a porn.
3: No, side. it's not a porn site. But I mean, it could be used to promote. Well,
1: the way these parents are talking, it sounds like they're expecting it to be sexual in nature. They're talking about you know keeping it classy and not sacrificing integrity. Well, that's what he said
3: about you know you can you can be on there and and just show off creative stuff and not have to show your body. Uh,
1: About two hundred different showbiz types signed a letter urging Hollywood to be more responsible when it depicts gun violence on screen. Very rarely, here are the movies that I'm not a big fan of, where there are massive amounts of bullets fired and you never see an innocent bystander get hit. You hardly ever see that in a movie. One movie where that it did happen was Pulp Fiction. Do you remember uh, Bruce Willis sees Ving Rhames and hits him with his car, and then Ving Rames gets up with a gun, and he accidentally shoots one of the ladies who's trying to help. Me. Yeah. That's one of the few instances where you see, oh, random bystanders mm-hmm. get struck. It's all, The bullets always hit where they're supposed to hit, or they don't, but nobody ever accidentally gets shot, and I think that's pretty irresponsible. About 200 uh, showbiz pros, including Amy Schumer, Shonda Rhimes, Judd Apatow... And Jimmy Kimmel signed an open letter urging the motion picture industry to be more responsible when they're depicting gun use on screen. Could I also add to that uh, driving vehicles in an unsafe manner? Show them occasionally wipe out a a mother with a stroller, you know? (laughs) When you're doing a chase down a city street and you're going up on the sidewalk, they never hit anybody. I would just say, you know... Throw in something realistic there, like an innocent bystander getting run over because you're driving backwards down a sidewalk. Here's some of what the open letter says. Like most of America, we are enraged by the recent mass shootings in Buffalo and Uvalde. Considering there have been over 250 other mass shootings so far this year, it's an almost incomprehensible tragedy. Something needs to be done. It doesn't go so far as to call for censorship, but they would like Hollywood to start doing a few things like showing consequences for reckless gun use. Okay, that sounds kind of like what I was saying. And limiting scenes that include children and guns. The letter also states, quote, we are under no illusions that these actions are a substitute for common sense gun legislation. But it adds, we didn't cause the problem. But we want to help fix it. The letter was prepared by the Brady Center to prevent gun violence. Brady was, uh, uh was he the, was he Reagan's press secretary? I think he was press secretary. The one, yeah. The one he that ended was up shot. in a wheelchair. Right. Didn't they just let that guy completely out? He'd been, um, John Hinckley Jr. is on full release now, yes,
3: before he was on limited release. You were the one telling me that, that he like lived with his mom, he had to like show up sometimes. Cause... He couldn't
1: be like within 50 miles of where any president was ever going to be <laughs> at any time. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of conditions of his release, and now the guy who shot Reagan and Jim Brady uh, is, I guess, just free. Uh, the names also include Mark Ruffalo, Julianne Moore, Horror directors Eli Roth and Joe Dante, Debbie Allen, and Adam Brody. Some people are noting one name that's not on the list, Alec Baldwin. Huh. Seems like that's something he would have signed on, but maybe that would have drawn too much of the wrong kind of attention. Did you mean to
3: the- Alec Baldwin's for gun control? <laughs> also... um, Side note, I think I signed up for OnlyFans, so now you can find me on there.
2: What's your content going to be?
3: I don't know. You going to keep it classy?
2: Non-consensual
3: comedy? Gonna... <laughs> I don't know, but you can find me at user169680521. Yeah, it's very memorable uh, username. Thank uh, you for that. Zero fans.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it tells you like that. It
3: does. You it's reflection a reflection of real teacher. life. Aww. <laughs> Aww.
1: I was just trying to find Sam Sheen. (laughs) (laughs) I got a couple of stories about uh, beloved television personalities. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but James Corden has an accent. He's not from the U.S. And James Corden.
2: Is he British? He is. (laughs) Sounds like from London.
1: And he says that uh, he's going to finish hosting the Late Late Show in spring of next year. And right. that his plan is to go back to the UK to be closer to his family. Oh, so this was almost oh, like a nice. like a tour of duty for James Corden. Right. Uh James Corden is going to well, that's what he says the plan is. He's gonna move back to the UK after the late late show. Uh well, I don't know if it's gonna end or they'll just get somebody else to host it, but he says he's done doing the late late show next spring. His production company partner, Ben Turner, said, quote, James has just got so many strings to his bow, and Late Late Show is a big commitment that's taken up so much of his time. Did you know that James Corden did other things other than the Late Late Show? I know he was a cat. <laughs> but that was after, I mean, that was after he was doing the Late Late Show. I think He
2: works like at a production company.
1: The first time that I saw him, it was in Into the Woods. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. was like that movie came out at about the same time, it seems like. I became aware of him mm-hmm. at about the same time that he had the talk show host was in. Um, His partner uh, goes on to say, we're just really excited about having him back in the UK and all the stuff that entails. It's a big moment for us. Uh, James uh, Corden hasn't given specifics of what his future plans are beyond just he wants to move back to the UK. Have you heard any uh, rumors about what Ellen DeGeneres plans to do next? Because her show ended earlier this year. Mm, Good question.
2: I I don't know. I I haven't heard anything.
1: What's the big L up to? I don't have any (laughs) proof of this. Just some. There's some. Industry buzz, as they say, that she might start doing a podcast similar to. Well, I wouldn't think it would be similar in any way to what Joe Rogan does, but maybe Conan O'Brien. Conan, you know, Conan Conan does a podcast, and that Ellen might be doing a podcast. I don't know how. And I really hope,
2: like, it spins off like Conan's that his assistant has one now. Does she have one now? (laughs) Yeah, and then like. I hope that Ellen DeGernis' assistant is like, yeah, she was a total bitch.
3: <laughs> You know she's Armenian, right? Who? Ellen? No. Uh, Conan's assistant.
5: Ellen? Yeah.
3: <laughs> is she an Ian of some type? Yes. She is an Ian of some, <laughs> some type. I think for one, because he does these these specials, or when he was on TBS, he did these specials going to other countries and other places, and he did one in Armenia.
1: I'd like to just throw it out there. I'd be i Sona
2: Movessian.
1: Oh Sona Movessian I think Ellen would really bring something new and different to a true crime podcast, because there are a lot of true crime podcasts. And it's you, just you've never listened to Conan's
3: podcast, right? <sighs> Buzz doesn't like the podcast where they just talk to each so, other.
1: So a
2: podcast. <laughs> so also our show.
3: Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Buzz does
3: not enjoy the ones where they just are talking where about it's life. Where it's a what rambling... Like circ,
2: uh, what kind of podcast do you enjoy? He, like he likes the dollop or where
3: or it's like about... Yeah, it has to have...
2: Informative.
3: Information. That's a good Stuff thing. you okay. should know is a great one. It's just like... The zeitgeist. All of these are about d- like history and learning things. Skeptoid? About facts. Okay. <laughs> about science.
2: So you just mostly. don't like when they're just sitting around... Shooting the S.
3: Which makes me realize that you wouldn't understand how Ellen would work as a podcast
1: host. That's why I say she's got to do something. The after buzz buzz is the worst example of this that I could think It's just (laughs) talking with no plan. Nothing laid out ahead of time. And you it's know not, You know what? You're not accomplishing anything. It. Do they? Yes. You know, it's that's called I can't a podcast. it's So
2: hard for you to understand that
3: people. No, no, love but, it.
1: but you you just named some of the podcasts that have a top. You know, at least a general topic. I just mentioned Conan O'Brien. Conan Joe Conan O'Brien
3: Rogan. has a
2: great one because he'll have guests.
3: And those are the most popular ones. Conan. Conan.
1: Those are the ones that are like super well known. I've definitely listened. I've definitely
2: listened. Mark Maron. Yes.
1: Oh, Mark Maron is. I love Mark Maron. Mark Maron is so freaking boring. Oh my god! Even if he's interviewing somebody interesting,
3: Buzz couldn't even. I don't think predict how Ellen would do on a podcast because he doesn't listen to podcasts, so he doesn't know what she would be like. I don't think Ellen would be a good podcast host because. You kind of have to have this, like, improv ability to play around. You don't think Ellen can improv? I think she makes it more about her. I think she's much more good about, like...
2: I think after everything that has come out about Ellen, yeah, she makes everything about herself.
3: And even when I've seen her on the show, like, all of her gags and stuff are at other people's expenses. She's not she really
2: good do at... She does a lot of, like, gags and stuff, so it'd be kind of hard for her to be able to do something like that That's why I want to
1: suggest that she, and I know this maybe isn't in her wheelhouse, but... Do a true crime podcast because you be I
2: love true crime podcasts and I can't hear Dory telling me about a murder, I, you all know right. What?
1: Just will you close your eyes for a second? <laughs> no. Close your eyes for oh, a second okay. and I'm going to imagine for you okay. what it would sound like if Ellen did do a true crime podcast, all right? Okay. But you've got to, my eyes are closed. Okay. I wonder what it would be like if Ellen did a true crime podcast. <laughs> wonder. I wonder
0: too. Wonder, it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
1: I was uh, trying to figure out this image of Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola because I could have sworn that I have seen Jack Daniels like pre-mixed.
3: It's called a Jack and Coke. Jack and And <laughs> they serve it several bars.
2: No, yeah, they totally have like already a pre-made one. Like it's Jack Daniels brand.
1: But with cola. yeah, but With, th- with cola. cola, right. Good so point. that's what I finally figured out. So let me, oh. I'll, I'll circle back to this in a few minutes. Because it took me a while to figure out, okay, it's a pre-mixed cocktail. I've already seen these. I didn't realize it was cola, not Coke. It was just like a, I guess, a generic cola. Uh, but now you'll be able to get actual Jack Daniels actually mixed with Coca-Cola in a can or a bottle. KLAQ is partnering with Alamo Drafthouse. Speaking of great places to get a mixed drink or a cocktail <laughs> or a beer, Alamo Drafthouse has all of that for you. Especially if you're town. watching Jurassic Park. Oh, boy. I would not have made it through Jurassic Park <laughs> Dominion without a couple of, couple of Stellas. It is the summer music movie series special parties featuring fun and musical movies. So all these have to do with uh, music. Are going to be shown all summer long And you can watch in the comfort of the upgraded recliners Sofa seats and call button service That's at Monticeo Alamo Drafthouse You can get tickets at Drafthouse.com And the next movie Is going to be hosted by Joanna Barba It's going to be a week from today So mark that on your calendar June 21st Dirty Dancing,
2: Dirty Dancing. I'm so
1: excited Joanna still has to watch Dirty I've Dancing I've
2: never seen Dirty Dancing
1: Don't put Joanna in a corner, Buzz. They so Nico filled in for you last week. If you haven't seen the movie, they make they want you to watch watch it, it, right? Because there's gonna be all kinds of games and you need to know who baby is and why people keep wanting to put her in a corner, for Mm -hmm. instance. Mm -hmm. Truth be told, I that's one I never saw. I kinda
2: don't wanna watch it until the day of
1: Oh. Yeah, but they want they want you as the M C to be like kind of
3: the cheerleader for the movie, you know. They even recommend finding out some facts and information so you can show it
1: off. Okay. About, like, maybe some unknown production facts. I can find facts facts.
2: without seeing it.
1: Yeah. It is the Alamo Drafthouse <laughs> Summer Music Movie Series official summer events partner of KLAQ.
2: Join me at the movies.
1: I got a couple of stories that I've written... Uh, at KLAQ.com. Buzz,
2: you've been busy. Look yeah. at that.
1: So I, I don't know if you you heard, but the court has overturned the conviction in the murder of one of my, our former co-workers. I don't know if you guys worked here when uh, Mardi Gras worked here. But Rick Madrigal, also known as Rick Mardi Gras, was uh, murdered and a guy was convicted and sentenced to prison and this article is all about they're overturning the conviction because uh, they did not allow an expert witness who was going to testify that the that the person who was convicted could not physically have done it, and they didn't. They disallowed that expert, and I don't know if an expert goes in quotations, but anyway, he an appeals court ruled that they should have allowed this expert to testify, and they didn't do it. So the conviction's uh, overturned, and the guy who got convicted, his defense team is heavily suggesting that the actual murderer was the state's witness. So it was a a woman who was seeing uh, Rick. Multiple men. Right, Rick was one of them, and she says that this guy came over and uh, shot Rick at his apartment, and the guy who ended up going to prison for it, his defense is heavily suggesting that she was the one who actually shot him. Uh, you can read that at KLAQ.com. A uh, few other posts that I've got for you. Where would mine be now? Oh, here Dad you think. go. There. Click on your name. Police are looking for a couple, a man and a woman, who walked into Cabela's back on May 28th with a baby in a stroller. Not an empty stroller. There was actually a baby in. And they proceeded to shoplift over $3,000 worth of ammunition. Oh from my the Cabelas. God. How much was the baby? How much was the baby? Yeah. Uh, that wasn't as, stolen. As far okay. as we know, the baby wasn't stolen, but they did put the ammunition. Was it their in. baby? They For don't know who the people are. That's they got it at Rent the Baby. <laughs> but they did put the ammunition in the stroller with the baby. And then strolled right on out the store and got away with is three over three thousand dollars of ammunition. Is ammunition that expensive? Ammunition is expensive enough that yeah, when you think about three thousand dollars, that would all fit in a baby stroller. Wow, yeah, uh, it could get depending on the ammunition, but most of it is across the board pretty expensive. So. They got a couple of uh, security photos at one. In one of the photos, you can see the woman's face very clearly. But go and check that out. They think the same cus- the same couple, hit the same Cabela's store, the one at Westtown Marketplace, back in November, and got away with. I think it was one hundred twenty-five dollars worth of ammunition and sixteen hundred dollars worth of other uh, merchandise. I guess they realize, maybe if they are the same people, they realize, oh, this ammunition is super expensive and easy to carry. So we're going to go back and hit them again. But they got a few pictures. They got a picture of a car that they used in the first heist. And uh, police are asking for help identifying these people. Nico, did you hear that New Mexico has fined El Paso's Water Department... 1.2 1.2 million dollars. I had and I told you about it. Yeah, and, and then I wrote about it. <laughs> so, back in August, a pipe ruptured that led to about 10 million gallons a day of raw sewage. Of not, It's not water. It's wastewater, but a, a, some of it is like human... It's it raw, poopy water. Wa- it's poopy water. Oh. And the leak happened in Sunland Park, New Mexico and then flowed down the river. So we contaminated way way more of El Paso Rio Grande water than New Mexico, but New Mexico is suing uh, the water department for 1.2 million dollars and here's what uh the New Mexico environment, environment Secretary had to say partially. El Paso Water's flagrant disregard for the health and welfare of New Mexicans in Sunland is astonishing. We're holding this polluter accountable for their malfeasance. Uh, El Paso Water... Oh, that's where the quote was going to end right there. Oh, whoops. That was not... (laughs) That was not specified. Uh, El Paso Water disputes the claim that their actions caused adverse impact to public health. The Water Department says... That they replaced a ruptured pipeline and the cleanup of the riverbed river was done in coordination with the EPA, the Texas uh, Environmental Commission, and the New Mexico Environment Department. So they're saying that they cleaned up uh, the problem that they caused. Do you know why the pipe ruptured?
3: No. Yeah, that's a good question. Why did Why did El Paso water sewage get out? Corrosion.
1: Meaning? Corruption? No, corrosion. So the pipes got rusty, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Rusty pipes, so. (laughs) 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 You know, you're thinking, well, you know, maybe if there was like a a natural disaster, an act of God, an earthquake or something, but this sounds like they were not doing proper pipe maintenance and the pipe got so rusty. Then your pipe gets a little rusty. That's right. Then
3: your pipe explodes. Mm -hmm. Happens to all of us.
2: It happens.
1: I don't know if you, if you guys have seen the river. The water started running a couple of weeks ago, so people are going to be irrigating. We had Dr. Okoranz in to talk about uh, vector control because mosquitoes are going to come back when the irrigation starts. But that water, which has always looked kind of like the chocolate river in Willy Wonka's factory, <laughs> looks even grosser. It's got like this foam yeah, on top of except it. Except Augustus Gloop is dead. <laughs> yeah, Augustus Gloop would, would die immediately. In the water, um. So this is not a, a lawsuit. This is a fine, and uh, El Paso water may have to uh, pay it. But yeah, that that water is looking extra nasty this year. Jack and Coke are combining for the first time officially. So these Jack Daniels cocktails that I had seen is Jack Daniels and cola. And those have been out for a while. But now, Coca-Cola itself is on board, so you'll be able to find Jack Daniels and Coke and Coke together in cans and, I guess, bottles in six-packs. I think somebody made the comment on the late-night roundup. How much effort, really, is it to pour a little bit of Jack into a little bit of Coke and make your own Jack and Coke? Yeah. But, uh, how can, hard
3: is it to make your own uh, gin and tonic? Water, <laughs> lemonade,
1: anything that you buy at the store? Yeah, but I guess it depends on how much more expensive it is. Maybe people like their Jack and Coke mixed at different levels of strength, right? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. No, that's a good point you know it sounds like this is going to be you're going to get whatever's coming in the can so if you're somebody who right. only likes a little tiny bit of jack or maybe you're a person who only likes a, a little, lot tiny, of a coke. lot of jack and a lot and a little bit of coke uh, you're probably better off mixing your own but you can get it if it's all convenience or if you just like drink it out of cans uh, there's something to be said for that so you can get G- actual Jack Daniel's and actual Coca-Cola together in a can
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
1: All right, Nico's got some news coming up. We're going to talk to uh, Stephen Smith and his company StoryFile can uh, take a, uh, well, anybody's story and save it for posterity. Basically, what you could do is, you know, maybe you get this for your grandfather and 10 or 50 or 100 years from now. His descendants could ask him questions, and he'll answer them. And they did it on 60 Minutes with a bunch of Holocaust survivors, you know, thinking these folks are very elderly. They're not going to be around to tell their story Do forever. They want to
3: remember the Oh, their story. Yeah, yes. their story about
1: the Holocaust. So they did it. William Shatner, they did it with him. He's one of the investors in this uh, company, StoryFile. So we'll be talking to Stephen Smith. Uh, about that coming up in the next hour of the show. Nico's got news on the way, and we got the Mo Show calendar and daily almanacs of events also coming up. Did you hear about the near tragedy at the M&M factory, Joanna? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think
2: damn Mike. I think this is
1: going to be a, one of those rare shows where we reference Augustus Gloop twice in the same show. Right? Two workers at an M&M factory in Pennsylvania had to be rescued <laughs> after they got trapped in a huge vat of chocolate and could not get out.
2: Cue the Oompa Loompas. Help me.
1: <laughs> what do you get when your kid is a brat? hmm <laughs> One report said the chocolate was only about waist-high. Otherwise, they could have drowned in the chocolate.
2: Oh, my God. Somebody called 911
1: around... (laughs) Death by chocolate. Someone called 911 around 2 p.m. and said two people weren't hurt, but they definitely could not get out of the giant vat of chocolate. Uh, They were taken to a hospital, and uh, their injuries were said to be delicious. Delicious. And non-life threatening. <laughs> uh, no word on if you just got to throw that batch out, <laughs> like if people fall into it. Oh, now it's Augustus flavored. Forty-one um, percent of Americans say they're above average at spelling. Would you say you're above average at spelling? Yes. I would say I'm above average. I spelling. would say I'm probably at least average, but there are still some words like the "i" before "e" Ugh. in "receive" and "conceive." I can never Congenious. get those right. If it weren't for can, if it I weren't for spell check, spell I would way. never spell. There are certain words, no. and some they're not even really difficult words that I just wouldn't get wrong. It's Believe. like spell check. Be receive.
3: It.
2: Believe is the word that took me out of the second grade spelling bee. So. <laughs>
1: And life, <laughs> yeah. In a poll, forty-five percent of Americans say they would rate themselves as average spellers. Forty-one percent claim they're above average, and ten percent said they're below average. Four percent said they don't know, but they spelled it "don't in o." Um, with spell check and autocorrect, do you think? Do you think that's going to lead to, for, to people being better spellers or worse spellers? Worse.
2: Some people yeah, but, ignore that red but line, But it's a buzz.
1: constant reminder every time you misspell, you get that red squiggly line, right? Some
2: people ignore that line. How could you ignore
1: that line? I, it's telling I've you. I've seen you, you're, tit, okay?
2: People spell, ignore. spell
1: saint for me.
2: S. E-E-N-T I seen.
1: That's correct. That's I correct. Seen it. We should have an urban diction spelling B <laughs> one of these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when they have the scripts. Cleveland
3: Steamer. right
1: Let me see. Cleveland? How do I spell
2: Cleveland's that? San Francisco Bird Feeder.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can I get the country of origin on that? <laughs>
1: 24% of people say their spelling has improved thanks to spell check, and it seems like that would be the case. Yeah. I, when I see you that, would think. But it just doesn't sink nope. in for whatever reason.
2: Nope, people ignore that red line.
1: 15% said that spell check and autocorrect have made them worse at spelling. Uh, in any event, 71% said that spelling should still be a subject at school. 16% and this is an American survey. 16% of Americans say that spelling classes are outdated. Do you know when the rules of spelling were were very haphazard and willy nilly in Shakespeare's day? Like you could spell a word, you could spell a word kind of however you, <laughs> you wanted to spell it, and people are like, Yeah, I get the yeah, gist of it. Right. Uh, Let's get to our Mo Show Calendar and Daily Almanac of Events for today. Uh, Today is Flag Day, so why don't we start off with a tribute to June 14th, Flag Day? All right, this is the Mo Show Calendar and Daily Almanac of Events. In addition to Flag Day, it is also National Bourbon Day. Do you know the difference between bourbon, whiskey, and scotch? Yes. No. Tell me, because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bourbon like- is made with corn, I believe.
3: Whiskey is made with
1: uh, rye. Are you? You don't know? Is what you are saying? I could just tell by the way that you are saying this. You lack the courage of conviction.
4: Do you and know then what?
1: The, maybe what scotch? I is think scotch, is like scotch aged- has to be from Scotland for one thing. But I could uh, again. I think I be bar- be I mean,
3: scotch has to be aged in certain barrels, though.
1: You don't know. Why Why is it so hard for you just to say, yeah, I, I don't really know? Because I kind of know. You're right. <laughs> well, say,
0: that's, you can say that. Hey, I
1: kind of know. Oh, that's another way of saying you don't know. No, I kind of know. And whiskey? It, yeah, and whiskey? Rye. It's made with rye. Okay. Today is World Blood Donor Day. And uh, also Army Birthday Day is June 14th. Bourbon
3: is a type of whiskey, much in the same way that champagne mm-hmm. is a type of wine. So all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon.
1: Hmm. Birthdays today include actress Lucy Hale from Pretty Little Liars, and she is 33 today. Made with 51% corn. What? Whiskey? Lucy Hale? Bourbon. Bourbon. Yeah. I knew
3: that. But watched- Lucy Hale's
1: made with 51% corn?
3: maybe <laughs> No, I'm saying bourbon whiskey. Bourbon has to have corn, 51%. I said that earlier. I knew what I was talking about. Okay. I watched Justified.
1: Retired, I guess retired. I mean, as far as I know, you're retired if you're 53 and a tennis player, right? <laughs> Steffi Graf is 53 today. There was a this was probably before your time, but it back in the 90s A fan of Steffi Graf stabbed Monica Seles during a tennis match. What? Because he was obsessed with Steffi Graf, and he thought taking Monica Seles out would help her career. Uh, 1993 is when that happened. But anyway, Steffi Graf is 53, and Monica Seles pulled through. Boy George of Culture Club is 61. Joanna, you're you're into the scene. Is is Boy George considered a, a gay icon? Yeah. All right. Birthday for Marla Gibbs, the actress who played Florence the maid on the Jeffersons, ninety one. Whoa, ninety one. Wow. Florence from uh, the Jeffersons. Yeah,
3: way to go, Flo.
1: Dates in history. To- also, all Scotch
3: whiskies. Oh boy. Oh my God! Must be aged in oak barrels for at least three. I said that. I said I think scotch has to be aged in barrels a certain way, and you were like, "What? Well, you no." Know.
1: You were just saying it with with such uncertainty; it didn't. Ins- I thought, but usually I say it it didn't those things inspire and you, a lot of confidence. You'll be like, "Oh yeah, no, 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 that's." You're talking about other people.
3: I'm talking about you. Yeah. Normally, you will always kind of like oh, pick up what okay. I say and then yeah. run with it. All right, not this time. So
2: right. what's Jack Daniel's?
3: Is that bourbon?
1: I don't know, man. Jack Daniels is... I think that's regular whiskey, which was m- malt. Okay, can we move on from the whiskey for a minute? <laughs> All right, go on. Uh, on this date in 1775, the U.S. Army was founded. So that's why it's oh. the Army's birthday. Army founded on this date in 1775. A couple of years after that, in 1777, Congress made the Stars and Stripes the national flag. Uh, most historians say the legend that Betty, Betsy Ross created the design of the flag mm-hmm. or sewed the first flag is probably fictional. <gasps> Although she and George Washington went to the same church. That's the big connection there. Uh, and 33 years ago in 1989, Zsa, Zsa Gabor was arrested for slapping a Beverly Hills policeman. She'd been pulled over and she ended up slapping him. Green Acres is the place for me. She, she complained afterwards that the treatment she received by the cops was quote quote was like Nazi Germany. She was sentenced to seventy two hours in jail. <laughs> yeah, maybe they treated you bad because you slapped a cop. Yeah, Zaza. Well, was she German? jaja was. I don't know Czech or Slovakian or Slovenian, you know, somewhere like Eastern European.
3: Hungarian.
1: Oh, that would have been uh, that would have been my next guess.
3: Green Acres <laughs> is the place for me. Green Farm Acres is the is place to be. You don't
1: know the other. You don't know any lyrics other than that. Farm, Farm living, living is, is the life, life for me. me. Land spreading out so far and wide. Keep <laughs> Manhattan, Manhattan just, just give me, me that, that countryside. countryside.
0: <laughs> New York is where I'd rather stay. <laughs> I get electric smelling hay. Don't pull me over in yes. my car or I will slap a cop. I'll go too far. Beautiful.
1: And uh, another birthday. A former president is having a birthday. Would oh. anybody care to guess which former president is having a birthday today? A, a living but, or dead? There's so
2: many to choose from.
1: Living. Uh, so that'll narrow it down. That narrows it down. Oh my by by God, God. God,
2: Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter.
1: Not Jimmy Carter's birthday. Okay. Bill Clinton. No. George Bush. Bush. No, are you just going in... Barack Trump? Obama. No, no.
2: Obama? No. Trump?
1: Trump? Happy birthday, former president Donald Trump. <laughs> He was born June 14th, 1946. I forgot he was president for just a little bit. He's 76. Do the math there? Yeah, 76 years old today. And uh, I guess he'll probably be celebrating at either Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago. or one of his other properties. And uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of people there to tell him he actually won and that he's actually the president. And, well, I can just imagine what the birthday party for former President Trump would be like. Uh, Probably something like this. It's the Buzz
0: Adams Morning Show podcast.
1: And this hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo, the corner of Dyer and Monroe. You can find them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. Nico's got news headed our way. Let's take a look at El Paso weather brought to you by Wet and Wild Water World. Partly cloudy today, not seeing any rain in the forecast. There might be a little cloud cover, but it's still going to get up to over 100, 102 with the high temperature this afternoon. Tomorrow's going to be sunny. Again, we're not seeing any rain, although we might get some by Thursday or Friday. Tomorrow's high, 103. So on uh, Thursday, about a 10-10 or 15% chance of afternoon showers in the forecast. It's going to stay uh, warm at 100, and then uh, a chance, but again a small chance, 15 to 20% chance of rain on Friday. And uh, the weekend high temperatures are going to be right in there around 100 degrees. El Paso weather brought to you by Wet and Wild Waterworld. It's a hot year already, so when summer officially gets here, it's going to be... Even hotter, probably. So make your wet and wild plans early. To get the best deals on tickets, you can get tickets. Season passes are available at any area Circle K or online at wetwild.com for $59.99. That's any Circle K in the El Paso area or online at wetwild.com. All right, it's uh, time to get to our news headlines for the day. This is good. My. And here is Nico with today's top news. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz.
3: Global stocks tumbled and the s and p 500 closed in bear market territory Monday as the globe continues to be rattled by inflation. The s and p 500 closed down 150 points or 3 percent. Uh, meaning that it's down twenty percent since January. Can I uh, make an admission? Yes. I don't know what any of that means. <clears throat> well, this is—they uh, all measure th- different uh, aspects of the economy. So the S and P five hundred.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I, I'm fine not really understanding all that. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think I'm going to learn it today. Uh, okay, well, uh, this is good news or bad
3: news? On Friday, investors were <laughs> disappointed to learn that inflation is moving in the wrong direction. U.S. consumer prices surged 8.6 percent year over year in May. Uh, yeah, it's bad news. It's all news of we're pro, it, of heading towards an inflation. I mean, toward a recession. For the first time in history, a gallon of regular gas now costs five dollars on average nationwide. That's according to the AAA, and got, experts so, predict gas could average six dollars a gallon by. August.
1: What did you tell me yesterday about what a pinch the price of gas has been for you?
3: Me? Yeah. Oh yeah, because I was telling Buzz yesterday, like, Joanna, I was like, I, oh, I got, I only got two gallons of gas with $10. Uh-huh. And then I was like, like a year ago, I was able to get like four or five gallons. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> with $10. Right. And he was like, do you know the last time that I have, I, I didn't fill up my whole tank?
1: Yeah the Never. last time I went to get
3: gas and uh-huh. I
1: got less th- and I didn't just fill it up.
3: And I was like, "No, man, sometimes I just Mad have a dollar. dollar." I don't think I've yeah. ever done that. It happens. Yeah. It-
2: I've gone to get gas and then on the thing it says like somebody the person before me put just like $3 worth.
3: <laughs> oh, that's always kind of sad.
2: Huh? It is, and I'm like, "God, I hope they got to where they needed to get to." <laughs> it
3: might have been me. <laughs>
2: it might have been Nico. Just telling you, too.
3: I I I put in I've put in like 80 cents if I if that's all I've had sometimes. And uh, I was,
1: and I shake the handle real hard to make sure to get <laughs> right. yeah, like every, every last drop out of there. <laughs> <laughs> like if you pull out and a little drop comes out, you're no! like, no! All the way down, you in slow motion.
5: That's a block. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the worst than expected
3: inflation report has investors raising their bets on more aggressive interest rate increases from the Federal Reserve, possibly as soon as the central bank's policy setting meeting this week. Um, here's a Director General Ngozi... Uh, Ngozi okonjo awala of the uh, IMF, the International Monetary Fund, talking about the bumpy road ahead.
1: This is uh, <clears throat> the World Trade Organization, so this is a this is a global issue, right? Like the you know the supply chain and the shortages and the inflation, and everything else is not isolated to the United States. It's it's going on around globally, right? Here's uh, economist
3: uh, Mohamed El-Erayan talking about inflation. One of the leaders of Mexico's largest cartels was extradited and charged with importing 1,100 pounds of meth into the United States.
1: You know, what happened to the days when we made our own meth supply drastically?
3: <laughs> it's not made in America anymore. Yeah,
1: we don't make anything in this country anymore, do we?
3: Alberto Fructoso Fructoso Comparan Rodriguez, otherwise known as Fruto, was the former mayor of Aguila Agu- Agu-
1: Agu- Aguilia. I love the preparation that goes in on this on these mm-hmm. newscasts.
2: How does it how's that spelled?
3: A-G-U-I-L-I-L-L-A. Aguililla. Aguilia Aguilia. Agu- 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 Agu. Uh and alleged leader of United Cartels. ABC News... Ob- <laughs> United cartels, did they unionize? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> ABC News obtained a copy of the indictment, which states in part, "Gomparan Rodriguez and another associate met with men who they believed to be a money launderer and drug trafficker associated with Hezbollah, and they agreed would send 500 kilograms of methamphetamine from Mexico through Texas to the Miami area. That's according to the charges.
1: Hezbollah, the Middle Eastern group? Mm-hmm crazy right an Australian
3: gossip columnist is apologizing to actress Rebel Wilson the Guardian reports Andrew Hornery of the Sydney Morning Herald who had been accused of attempting to out the actress is explaining where he went wrong he says the way he framed the request to get a confirmation about Rebel's relationship was poor and a deadline and more explanation should have been included Hornery says it is not the Herald's business to out people, and that is not what we set out to do.
1: Is- uh, so, 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 explain this in in just conversational terms what how did this go down sure uh, there
3: is a reporter who reached out to rebel Wilson saying I uh, know about your girlfriend uh, can you comment on you being gay but was there also an implication of you have until this time to let there me- was a deadline to it yes oh, there was. Or, or I'm gonna publish so or it's I'm like, gonna publish right. without comment well because de- people have deadlines I mean that's what journalists do they go they, they will you comment on this story that I'm, I'm putting out this
1: story that you're gay would, I need you, would you your like, comment, like to comment? And or, here's you have until this time before I before I go with the story, right? But so, Rebel Wilson wasn't having it, so she just outed herself on she went Insta. on
3: she went on to Instagram and revealed her relationship with a woman and said, yeah, that she was gay. Um, oh,
1: good, good for her.
3: That guy, right? Well, you're, Andrew hornery you're a
1: rebel anyway, so
3: <laughs> <laughs> angry. This reporter went on to write an op-ed in the Sydney Morning, Morning Herald. Uh, Talking about how Wilson scooped him. Was he upset? Yes. He was upset. And it has been pulled from their website and the paper.
1: Oh, so he was he was upset but he also admits that he shouldn't have put her in a corner No no line. he didn't say that in the op-ed No no these are uh, two different uh, okay. things okay
3: he wrote the op-ed saying Rebel Wilson how could you scoop my story I was I you know I was
1: going to do the story about I, you As a courtesy I let you know that I was going to out you right. and then you went on Instagram
3: and- Well it has caused such a, a furor that the uh, the Sydney Morning Herald has taken off his uh, Op-ed from the website and the, the paper. Um, I guess now but they're he... not going
1: to fire him or
3: discipline no, him. No, but or now anything. he is. Now he is apologizing, saying that we're not in the business of outing people. This is not the Herald's intent. I may have worded my email to you poorly. It shouldn't have had a an deadline, and maybe more of an explanation should have been included.
1: You know, outing celebrities used to be a huge part of what tabloids like the Enquirer. In were an about. interesting side note, Hornery
3: says he's gay and did not intend for things to happen the way they did. Yes, adding, I mean, we all remember Lance Bass and Perez Hilton. Right. We're learning more about the deadly North Texas police-involved shooting at a summer camp. Duncanville police say a man went to Dunk into Duncanville Fieldhouse yesterday morning with a gun, got into an argument with the staffer, then fired a shot. He then apparently attempted to get into a locked classroom, where he encountered officers who reportedly arrived on the scene within two minutes. There was a shootout, and while officers rendered some aid, he died at a local hospital soon after. Bottom line, no children were hurt, neither were staffers, just a lot of frayed nerves. And now the Texas Rangers are investigating. The Supreme Court is ruling against some detained immigrants hoping to get release hearings while they fight deportation orders. The high court has ruled that federal law does not require a bond hearing after six months of detention for those who've entered the country illegally. The ruling will impact thousands of immigrants detained for months as their cases are decided by immigration courts. Justice Sonia Sotomayor wrote that the federal government is free to provide bond hearings, but is not required to do so by the statute in question. Despite signs that COVID-19 infection rates may be increasing again on the West Coast, there are continued indications that the latest viral surge may be going away in the Northeast. Across New England and the New York and New Jersey region, hospital admission levels have dropped by more than 10% in just one week. On the West Coast, however, in areas of California and Arizona, hospital admissions are up by 15% in the last seven days. Across parts of the Southeast and Florida, hospital admissions are up by more than 14%. Nationwide, there are about 30,000 virus-positive Americans receiving care in the U.S., and on average only about 4,000 virus-positive Americans are entering the hospital each day. The number of virus-related emergency department visits also remains at one of its highest points since mid-February. All Yellowstone National Park entrances have been closed in the wake of an unprecedented rainfall causing substantial flooding, rock slides, and mudslides on roadways. That's according to the National Park Service, which they announced just today. Some roads have been washed out and others are covered in mud or rocks. Power has been also knocked out in multiple parts of the park. More rain is in the forecast for the next few days. Who said? Uh, officials said they don't want anyone to get stranded. The park service didn't yet say when Yellowstone would reopen. The latest supply shortage to hit stores in the United States is...
1: Sriracha. Shri- not Sriracha. Not Sriracha.
3: It's disproportionately impacting women who menstruate. Major retail chains, including Walgreens and CVS, are reporting a shortage of tampon products. The average price for tampons and other menstrual products in May... uh, I'm sorry. In May, prices rose by nearly 10% for tampons and 8% for pads. Procter & Gamble, the manufacturer of Tampax, a leading tampon brand, told APC News it is producing tampons 24-7 to meet the demand. Edgewell Personal Care, which makes Playtex and OB Brands, did not respond for comment.
1: How is, how is this Amy Schumer's fault? I thought I saw a couple I of headlines. Like that they that were too. Put, they're blaming it on Amy Why? Schumer?
2: Do you know, Nico?
1: Yeah, you know everything.
2: <laughs> oh,
3: I don't not know everything. Mm. Uh, Do you know
2: some things.
3: <laughs> I know a lot about a little. Uh, <laughs> because Amy Schumer is well known for her menstrual female and fl- menstrual related comedy
2: <laughs> okay
1: no I swear I saw a headline saying Amy, that Amy Schumer had something to do with the tampon shortage was it a joke? it's a joke they're talking probably about the size of her Amy? no Schumer, no but anatomy. I saw it I saw it as like a, a headline
2: Amy Schumer is getting the blame for a U.S. tampon shortage.
1: Yeah, click on that. Let me know what's going on there.
2: La 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 la.
1: <laughs> is there a paywall?
2: Oh, God, there is. God.
3: Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if it had to be a joke. I mean, how could one person, person be responsible for a tampon shortage?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Joanna will circle back and let us. Okay. Yeah. Let know. Okay. Let me know,
3: Joanna, because yeah. I don't. I don't want to find out.
1: Okay. But you understand.
3: Does this weird you out? This concept of feminine products? Uh, Buzz is
2: like, it doesn't directly affect it me. It doesn't affect me, so, so why would I care? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable with it.
2: Oh, you're uncomfortable with
1: it. I don't know. You're such I a would,
3: puritanical... Whatever. <laughs> dweeb. Um, yeah, it happens.
1: It's products Oh, because she's a
2: spokesperson for the for the Tampax, Tampax brand.
1: And she's been such an effective yeah. spokesperson. She's demand
2: been... is up 7.7% over the last two years. And they're working 24-7 at the tampon factory to keep up with the demand.
3: But not be, the demand's not because of Amy Schumer being no, the spokesperson. No, because she's
2: the spokesperson, everyone's like, it's
3: her fault. Oh, okay. It, that's so stupid. Right. <laughs> that's so dumb. Okay. That is dumb. All right, moving on. A biparti- you have a daughter. You should know you should be more comfortable with these topics. <laughs> you have a daughter. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> a bipartisan group of senators reached a general agreement on new gun legislation following weeks of negotiations sparked by the recent wave of mass shootings. Twenty sen- senators, including the ten Republicans needed to avoid a filibuster, released a statement Sunday confirming the deal, saying in part Today, we are announcing a common-sense, bipartisan proposal to protect America's children, keep our schools safe, and reduce the threat of violence across our country. Families are scared, and it is our duty to come together and get something done that will help restore their sense of safety and security in their communities. The agreement would provide funding for mental health incentives for the creation of so-called red flag laws to remove firearms from people who are a danger to themselves or others. Increase money for school safety and strengthen the federal background check system as it relates to convicted domestic violence abusers or those with restraining orders. If passed, the proposal would be the first major gun law to make it through Congress in years. Something like 30 years. Mm -hmm. Well, Hollywood stars are taking a stand against gun violence following the Uvalde school shooting. Over 200 writers, actors, producers, and directors have signed a pledge promising to portray guns in a responsible way on screen. Stars like Jimmy Kimmel, Mark Ruffalo, and Amy Schumer are among the stars that have endorsed an agreement called Hashtag Show Your Safety for Gun Safety and Advocate advocate Brady United. The petition doesn't ask Hollywood to get rid of guns and gun violence on TV and film completely, but for creatives to be mindful of on-screen weapons and how they're depicted, Brady United also gave suggestions on how to portray the use of firearms, such as limiting scenes involving kids and weapons, and reckless firearm use for adult characters. I think you brought up the people getting shot by stray bullets.
1: They never show in a in a shootout. They ne- hardly ever. It's very rare that they'll show like somebody getting caught in the crossfire. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that they do that, but. You know, when there's a hail of gunfire, you never see... But I could say the same about, like, car chases. True. I mean, what would happen in the middle of a car chase if the good guy mows down a woman walking with a baby stroller across the street? Right. How many
3: innocents have lost their lives in the Fast and Furious movies?
1: If it were anything close to realistic. So, yeah, I don't like those kind of movies... I've just never been a fan of those kind of movies. When they get, like, they're in the street and then they get on the sidewalk. This happened in the, the Jurassic piece of crap right. I saw this weekend. He's riding his motorcycle. He never hits anybody. He never runs over anybody's toe. Probably did. Nothing. If it was real life.
3: Well, I uh, just have a couple more stories left. you want to take a break? Uh,
1: what time is our guest? Uh, is there a specific <laughs> time on that? 8.30. Okay. Do the stories. Right now?
3: Yeah. Okay. I say break, but
2: whatever. All right. Just the
3: producer. (laughs) Romance novelist Nancy Crampton Brophy is being sentenced to life in prison for killing her husband, Daniel Brophy. He was shot to death inside the Oregon Culinary Institute in 2018. Years before the shooting, Crampton Brophy wrote an essay titled How to Murder Your Husband. She was convicted of second-degree murder and sentenced Monday. The jury spent two days deliberating after... Nearly six weeks of trial. Crampton Brophy is eligible for parole after 25 years. The House Select Committee held another public hearing Monday, this time focused on the big lie, pushed by former President Donald Trump and his allies, that the committee says fueled those who attacked the U.S. Capitol. The hearing used video testimony from Trump's inner circle to focus on how he and his campaign pushed the big lie to millions of supporters after the election and even fundraised millions off the claim despite knowing he lost. In one explosive clip, Trump Attorney General Bill Barr described his thinking on former President Trump in the weeks after the election, saying, boy, if he really believes this stuff, he has lost contact with reality. Here is uh, just a bit of attorney, former Attorney General Bill Barr.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show
1: Podcast. All right, Nico, we're waiting uh, for our guest, Stephen Smith of StoryFile. And it is uh, a really fascinating technology that was featured on 60 Minutes. And, yeah, I was looking uh, at that. Yeah, you can uh, save video and audio of of your loved ones. So they the story on 60 Minutes, they did it with uh, Holocaust survivors who are, you know, Quite elderly right now. And but it could be for uh, preserving the memories of uh, of your loved one, maybe even your dad with Father's Day coming up and Did all you, their stories and things that, you know, you, you want to be able to keep with you. But it's interactive. So like 100 years from now, I guess the idea we'll find out all about it when we talk to uh, Stephen Smith from StoryFile. Did you have another uh, a couple more news stories you wanted to hit today? Sure. Yeah. All right. Let's do that.
3: All right. Well, former President Donald Trump is swinging back at the House Committee investigating developments leading up to the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Yesterday, Trump issued a 12-page rebuttal to testimony and evidence presented in public hearings Monday and last Thursday. Trump repeated his claims that the November 2020 presidential election was stolen from him and rigged in now President Joe Biden's favor. A number of former Trump aides and former Attorney General William Barr have testified that they repeatedly informed Trump that the election was not rigged or stolen from him. Elon Musk will take questions from Twitter employees during an all-hands virtual meeting on Thursday. Business Insider reports that the town hall will be the first time the world's richest man will speak to Twitter workers since he launched his $44 billion bid to buy the social media company in April. Staffers can begin submitting questions on Wednesday. Meanwhile, the publication also says that social media platforms are facing stiff fines if they don't get a handle on deep fakes and fake accounts. that's part of musk's issue right now with Twitter
1: they're not I hope they're not going to do the deep fakes where they like replace like put Harrison Ford in a James Bond movie and stuff. I like those deep fakes. those are fun
3: um, I think they're it's talking more the about porn deep fakes that
2: those are problematic.
3: For a lot lot of reasons. Or any deepfake where you get Harrison Ford saying racist things and it's a deepfake. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I mean, the real concern would be if you got a world leader, you know, saying something and and it convinces people. To
3: start a war or fighting. Yeah, that's true. Well, teens are cashing in on the job market situation right now. Yeah, te-
1: teens, you clean up right now. Across come the clean country. I'll give somebody 100 bucks right now to cl- come clean my pool. They wouldn't do it for 100 bucks. Oh, God. All Across right, the
3: country, they are being offered huge salaries and big bonuses to take on open jobs that employers just can't fill. The U.S. Bureau of Labor says the unemployment rate for teenagers is at the lowest level in 70 years. Teens are in some cases getting double the hourly salary they earned just one year ago for the same position. Some employers say they are hiring workers on the spot. They're enticing others with flexible hours and bonuses that can be as high as $1,000. Then there are the kids who are charging as much as $70 an hour because they can take advantage of the fact that adults aren't working certain jobs.
1: What, you know, what job is a teenager getting for $70 an hour, though? Babysitting. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Damn, I need to become a babysitter.
3: Yeah, pool cleaning. Oh, God. There are even teen groups online to help each other find those
1: big dollar jobs. Man, $70 an hour. That kid ought to be speaking this second language or something when they come back. (laughs) I was an EMT
3: taking care of a human being's life. Uh huh. For $7 an hour. Dang.
1: <laughs> One-tenth one of the babysitting yeah. income, huh? Now they're probably going to hire a teenager to do that for $70. God, it's crazy. All right, you ready to find out more about StoryFile? Yeah, yes. let's do it. Here is uh, Stephen Smith. Hi, Stephen.
4: Good morning, Boz. How are
1: you? Great to talk to you. So uh, I, I was talking about the sixty minute story. The one that I saw was specifically and tell me, this is your this is your company, I believe, with uh, survivors of the Holocaust, people who are very very elderly and you know won't won't be around forever to tell their stories. That's that's the uh, the story I saw.
4: Correct. That's right. Yes, in fact, it was while I was uh, working at USC at the University of Southern California with the Shoah Foundation, which was the archive founded by Steven Spielberg to document the survivors of the Holocaust. Uh, my wife, Heather, um, who is a, an exhibition designer said, you know, we, we need to keep this conversation going with the survivors of the Holocaust after they're gone because they have so much to offer our world and we're going to lose that chance to talk to them. And so conceived this idea of talking to video and uh, we developed a really meaningful project, which is what was profiled on 60 Minutes. Out of that came the concept that actually, all of us have a story to tell. Every single person has a story. We're on a life journey uh, through all the different things that we encounter in life, the challenges, the joys, the moments, the high points, the low points. And we don't all take pause to document that and to think about what that means to others. And so the idea of StoryFile was, so what happens if everybody can tell their story and that we can continue to converse with each other after we're gone?
1: So uh, you've done this for, I think, William Shatner's an investor uh, in the company, and uh, he's, he's uh, gone through the StoryFile process. Can you describe a little bit uh, about that? Like how many hours of conversation are we looking at if somebody's going to use StoryFile?
4: Yeah, well, it depends a little bit on uh, who the individual is and how much time you want to invest So William Shatner, obviously, he's 90 years old, unbelievably, um, and has had this very storied life. You know, many different roles he's played and, you know, dramas in his life as well as loves in his life, you know, his his family and his horses and all the things. So you can imagine there's a lot to talk about. So, in fact, um, I interviewed William Shatner for four full days, eight hours a day. So that was a really big interview. He answered 650 questions about his life. And what he wanted to do was to make sure that when he, 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 in his mind, his audience was his new great grandson, Clive, who was at that point, you know, six months old. He said, okay, I'm speaking to Clive. If Clive's got questions for me when, you know, 25 years from now, when he's an adult and wants to know who was my great grandpa, I want to be able to answer all those questions. And so it was not all about Star Trek, actually. He spoke about Star Trek, obviously, but he was also about his life and his values. And, he's, you know, he's very passionate about the environment and about animals and about science. And he talked about all those things.
1: He's been to actual space. I mean, apart from Star Trek, the man has actually been to space.
4: Unbelievable. And what I really appreciated about him, you know, about, talking about the final frontier, he was, you know, one of the first people that got in touch with us and said, I love what you're doing. How can I make sure that I could, you know, use this technology for my story because I want to pass my story forward? And what he understood is that actually, when as human beings, we're not that great at being ancestors. You know, we're good at looking back into the past and going through family trees and rooting through all these databases. But we're not that good at saying, what do I want to say to my children's children's children? And they come along and go, who's great-grandpa? Nobody knows. There's a few photographs in an album. and You know, I, I would love my my children to know my grandmother. And I've, I've got virtually nothing for her. So this is a way to kind of bridge that, to say, hey, why not become an ancestor? And t- tell your the story as you go along. Don't wait until you're 90. Why not do that when you get married and then when you have your first child? And then later. So that's the idea of story file life, is that you tell the story of your life as you go along. I would love to go back and talk to my 18-year-old self about the stupid decisions I made and why I made them Um, because I have no idea right now. It's it's all a blur, but it would be very interesting actually to find out. Let
1: me me think about that for a second. So if you started documenting your life when you were 15, 18 years old, when you're an older person, you could go back and have a conversation with yourself when you were 18. Of course. Uh, I guess certain questions are going to prompt
4: certain answers, and that's all part of the AI? Yeah, and, and also what happens is, of course, when we go through life, we, ch- we change. We're well, basically the same person, but life experiences change us. So we have a different perspective as we go. So it would be, I would love to be able to say to my um, kids, hey, talk to me at 21 when I was making the decision at the end of college, you know, and, and what I decided and what I don't know what it would be. But it was, imagine it like a living scrapbook where you can talk to the character and the things that you're doing, the photos, the documents. The, so it's, it's, it's not a curated version of your life like, say, a Facebook page. It's actually you talking and and then allowing yourself and or others to continue to talk to you later. So to go back to your question, Buzz, the easiest way to start this is answer a few questions. You don't need to do a giant 500, 600-word uh, answer. You can just answer 10 questions the basic ones about where were you born, what matters to you, and why, what's your story, and get started. And you can do that on Storyfile Life. And that is, get started is completely free. And then what happens is, if you want to start to build it up, then you can you know, do that over time.
1: So you can do this yourself, or do you have to go in like William Shatner did and sit down with Steve Stephen Smith, who we're talking to, for for four days of interviews? What's the <laughs> What's the starter package on this look
4: like? Right. So it starts for, for families. I mean, it starts for free. But you can do it at home using a laptop. Um, best on a laptop. You can use a phone too. And um, there, what you do is basically you either use the um, camera, lightweight, you, you know, like a zoom camera. Um, type of thing where you just hit record and you see yourself in there in the, the frame and you record yourself and the, the questions just come up for you if it serves the questions up you answer the question in front of you three two one where were you born i was born in a town called derby in england end and now that saves that to your story file later on somebody can come along and say where were you born and you'll get that answer come back just really simple to use and then um the what you can do is then buy packs, and people love these gift packs. So, uh, for example, with Father's Day coming up, you can say, hey, Dad, I want you to document your story. Here's 100 questions. And Dad goes in, sets up his account, and then what you can do is the son or the daughter is say, Dad, I'm going to sit you down. You're on your laptop, and then you use the webcam to film Dad. So Dad thinks he's just talking to you. You're having a nice conversation. You're asking him questions, but what you're doing is you're recording the answers to the questions you ask him. And so um, it could be like a little conversation between you you and your father. It was absolutely fantastic. I will say, Buzz, I did it with my dad. My 20-year-old came to me and said, Dad, Grandpa's just been um, diagnosed with dementia. My kids will never get to know him as I know him. Can I use the, uh, the technology to interview Grandpa? This is when we just first did it. He'd never spoke to me about his childhood or the fact he had TB and he was in a hospital for three years and watched people die and you know it was terrible. Never really talked about it. We just knew Dad was in hospital as a kid. And to his granddaughter, he sat and he told the whole story. He answered all the questions about his childhood, what happened, and so now a year later, he could not do that interview. But but we have you know hundreds of questions that he asked one Sunday afternoon, answered one Sunday afternoon, and it's. um, a gift to our family, I have to say.
1: Tell me how you get into it. So, you know, where where do you visit online, or how do you get the ball rolling on something like this?
4: Yeah. So you go to a website. You can just you can just Google Storyfile Life, or you can just go to Storyfile. And there's a there's a, uh, a website called Storyfile Life, and it's where you document your life history. Um, and when you get there, it'll just talk you through it. You can. Um, you can talk to William Chapman to see what it's like to talk to a story file and answer questions. But um, then what happens is you just literally sign up with a, you know, try try for free, uh, get into there first. Um, and once you've done that, once you've signed in, it's going to take you through step-by-step step how to make a story file. And it sounds bedazzling because it's high-tech, but it's really, really easy to do. You just simply just follow the steps. Um, and I, I can tell you that... Um, You know, we, we, of course, when we're building a business, you always turn to your family. I'm very proud to say that my uh, mother whose age, mother-in-law whose age will not be um, shared on this radio program, Mm -hmm. um, was quite successful in her retirement home in making a beautiful story file herself. Um, And um, it was really a pleasure to see how somebody, you know, in their upper years could use their laptop get in there and start recording their story for their, their children and their children's children.
1: How much would you like to get the, uh, the queen to do this? We just had, that. Oh, my would gosh, that, would, yes. do, do you have some like, Oh, we, we you know, here's somebody like bef- before they while they're still with us, you would really love to get their story on a story file.
4: Yes, we've seen many people in the last couple of years while we've been business, building this business come and go. You know, Betty White left us recently, you know, and just like, oh, oh no. You know, so I, I'm just going to urge <laughs> anybody and everybody, if you've got a connection to get to folks who've really changed our world and had influence and would like to get on the journey with us to bring, to bring their story alive, absolutely for sure. I, I will share with you, Buzz, one of the things that's really precious right now. We are doing a project... With World War II veterans that will be uh, part of a future display in the World War II Museum, which they will announce formally soon. I, I have to tell you, the average age of people coming into our studio, and these are for sort of the studio version of this, over 100 years old. Uh, served our country with amazing, amazing heroism. And I have to say, it's been the biggest honor of my life to meet these individuals. They are the salt of the earth. They are the heroes of our nation. And I'm very proud to say that Story of Fire will be part of preserving their stories um, into the future so that Generation from now, young people are going to be able to walk into the World War II Museum in New Orleans and talk to veterans as if they were right there. It's going to be quite amazing,
1: Stephen. How do the fees work? Like, what is the what is the price, the investment you're putting into if you take up a story file?
4: So, for, from a family perspective, um, it starts as you know around about fifty dollars for a hundred questions, and then goes up to five hundred dollars for the full um, pack. For basically, five hundred dollars, you got a choice of two and a half thousand questions which you might answer 250 but you know it covers everything <laughs> including you know marriage and divorce and being adopted and you know being a veteran in the korean war and all kinds of stuff um but what the reason that is is because when you when you do pay for the 500 hundred dollar entire story file pack of questions and answers, you get unlimited amount of questions, unlimited amount of time per question, unlimited amount of uses of it. It means that then you can just keep doing this throughout your life. And then as we add new episodes, you know, like uh, we recently added a set of questions about the pandemic, then essentially you can then go and say, OK, I'm, I'm ready to answer that. What happened to me in that crazy time in our world and how it affected our family? So you can add as you go. And it's there for life, which is a great, great deal, actually, because um, if you do this in the studio um, and you do a you know full-blown story file then you're talking more like a hundred thousand dollars a day so uh, uh, it's a great deal I'm, I'm sorry a hundred thousand
1: dollars a day indeed
4: yeah no, but you gave
1: day. i I'm sure you gave like somebody like William Shatner got got a deal on that right?
4: Um, You know, William did uh, a beautiful story file, and the result of it was he actually not only did his story file, but he invested in the company, which is even better for us. Oh, right. He's an investor, right? Yeah. So, um, Boy, that
1: that guy is having an eventful decade of the 90s for a nonagenarian. uh, He's doing a lot of stuff, going to space.
4: Boy, it's, it's impossible to keep up with him. I have the privilege of speaking to him regularly because of his involvement in the company. Um, You know, you'd think he was in his 20s, the way he investigates the world, but he does not talk about um, death. Um, He talks about what he's going to be doing with the rest of his life, and he's making plans, and he's, you know, living his best life in his 90s. And there's a lesson in that, I have to say, Buzz. I I learned a lot from him. Like Somehow, we, we got stuck in our minds. You get to 65, and you start thinking of retirement, and then you slow down. But Bill Shatner is having, you know, a great time. I and mean, it's not because he's famous or wealthy. It's because he wakes up in the morning and says, what's next? And, uh, you know, that's a, I learned a lot from him, I have to say, from that perspective. It was great.
1: How would StoryFile uh, work into technology that might still be 20, 25 years, 50 years down the road? You know, maybe we're not always watching things on a screen anymore. Uh, have you put any thought into that?
4: Great question and thank you for thinking about it because a technology company um, always has to be thinking about what's next and also making sure that what you've just created isn't obsolete within five minutes. You know, we, we look back at the, the arc of technology over the last 30 years and, you know, my kids look at things that I, I thought were fantastic, you know, advances in technology and they think that they came out of Noah's Ark, you know. <laughs> so we, we've got to keep, we, we do have to keep that progressing. So, for example, right now we, we have a project, the a story file called project, Moonshot, and what we actually look at is, so what is this doing five years from now? How will we be using AI storytelling in our daily lives five years from now? So we've got lots of ideas about how that happens, and it's it's partly about how we document our lives, but it's also about how do you use this in business. For example, we are all very separated from each other because of the pandemic, and the workplace has changed. Human resources has changed. Now you can't just walk into the into the office of somebody and say, "Hi, morning," uh, you know, Ranjit. I've got a question for you. Um, so what we're doing is we're creating a whole suite of tools for people to use in business so that you can talk to your HR without actually having to find it because you're on a different time zone or, you know, whatever you can, you can talk to, talk to your company handbook. You can meet your founder. um, you know, um, for example, when you start the business, uh, when you start in a company, you very rarely get to meet the CEO. So guess what, what happens if everybody on their first day of work gets to talk to the CEO and ask questions of the CEO about the company, Because now it's up to, you know, the the things have changed. So you can imagine you can apply that to customer service and marketing and all sorts of different ways. So that's how AI storytelling will go from just, let's say, just family history, from family history, but also into our workplaces and be all around us, actually, as a means of um, basically making people that we would not normally have access to available to us. You can't just sit down and have a conversation with William Shatner. You know, it's not not he's not accessible to us because he's got a busy life. But you actually can now do that because he spent time to share things that are personal and interesting and have a conversation with him. Now, imagine you could do that with many, many different types of folks that you would want to learn from. In school, you want to meet an astronaut. Um, in work, you want to meet the founder and so on. So it's what we, it's what we call asynchronous AI video. I mean, well, you're not having that conversation right now, but it's still a conversation you can have because all the ability to con- converse is there.
1: Well, I, the, it's fascinating. StoryFile is the company and Stephen Smith, uh, on, you know, the 60 Minutes, just the idea of getting these folks to tell their story in a way that can be conversational and interactive, uh, you know, for very important historical events. But also, you know, you want uh, your grandkids, your great-grandkids Successive generations to uh, know their their ancestors, uh, that's now possible with Storyfile. Well, thank you, Stephen. I appreciate you spending uh, a little bit of time with us today.
4: Thank you, Buzz, for having me. And don't forget Father's Day. Fathers are a really important part Fathers, of our lives. Father's
1: Right. There you go. And happy Father's Day to you. Thank you so much. All right. <laughs> Bye. Let's take a break. Uh, we'll come back. We've got more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast.
1: All right, Joanna. Explain yes. the situation to me.
2: All right, what situation?
1: We gotta, we gotta. Take what's our time situation? In. Yeah, what's the time we situation?
2: We have, if you want to keep it normal, we got a minute here.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that I don't think also, that's. Also, I have a
2: live read in this one. I forgot to tell
3: you. I had one more story I didn't get to get to. Hit it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Go for it. Okay. this is a good time for it. A dog and a gorilla are safe at the San Diego Zoo. I saw the video. <laughs> oh God, what? Well, there's A dog jumped into the gorilla well, enclosure well, somehow. Guess, stop scooping me. Well, guests have quite a tale to tell. It looks like the gorilla was chasing the dog. A stray dog decided to wander inside the park Sunday afternoon. The German Shepherd Mixed Puppy decided to jump into a gorilla habitat. Where? Uh, San Diego Zoo.
1: That's were- a gr- I could spend all day... At the gorilla and the chimpanzee habitat at the San Diego Zoo all day. I could just watch those animals and nothing else.
3: Well, there was a few tense moments when two silver-backed gorillas approached the dog, trying to size it up and then shoo it away. But crews quickly moved to get them into their enclosure.
1: That's it. How'd the dog get
3: in? He jumped in. Oh, okay. Oh my
2: God, the dog's just running in there.
1: They're calling the dog Mighty Joe Young. (laughs) Wait, why would the dog be Mighty I don't know. Joe Young? Uh, let me get a neckline call here Dogs real quick. Killing. We are going to have to uh, probably take a break here. One quick one. Minutes. This is a quick break.
2: This is a quick break. Oh, it is? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, the main thing is I, I do the live read. Yes. Right? Okay. Hey, what's going on? Morning show. I uh, just saw the article on the uh, KQ app at the Plaza Film Fest and... Uh, can see uh, F. Mary Abraham coming back Yeah, to EPT. Gonna watch some Amadeus, some Scarface, and uh, yeah, Halloween, uh, Days and Confused, some good movies Ooh. this year. Um, the only thing I, I hope that uh, the Plaza Film says does is please no phone tickets. I don't want tickets on my phone, I don't want you to send them to my phone. I want ticket stuff I want paper tickets. I lose my phone. I break my phone. Please. Paper tickets. Paper tickets. Thanks, guys. <laughs> paper tickets. <laughs> he wants an
2: old school.
1: That's right. OG. You know, I won't go so far as to say no tickets on your phone. If that's the way you prefer it, fine. But I think there should always be an option for the tickets.
2: Right. Some people love it. I do love like having the ticket stubs and stuff.
1: Do you ever scrapbook the ticket stubs? I once yes, bought I a, a book specifically from Barnes and Noble that you're supposed to put your ticket stubs for movies or concerts or plays or whatever. And oh
2: snap! Do you know I how long
1: that. I kept it up before I got bored with it? How long? I never put one single goddamn stub. Long? Not you're one. Like, oh. And I got this thing like 15 years ago.
2: Buzzley. Buzzley. Oh
1: my! I really meant to do it because every time I find like an old ticket stub. (laughs) Do you
2: have like all your ticket stubs and stuff?
1: You know, for a while I put them in a drawer.
2: I can do it for you. I put
1: them in a drawer (laughs) for a while, but tell me if if you're like this. Uh I'll see a ticket stub, and that will remind me like who I saw the movie with, kind of what time I went to go see the movie. Usually. And it's like, uh, it's just like a prompt that reminds you of what you were, or if it's a concert, like, oh, I remember that concert we went to eat after. Yeah. A- F. Murray Abraham is an Academy Award winner who graduated from El Paso High School. I've interviewed him any number of times. We're supposed to do a walking tour of restaurants in El Paso because his family owned uh, the Italian restaurant right Right Comos?
2: Comos? Comos? No way. No, really? Right.
1: Yeah, in fact, uh, the first time I interviewed Marie Abraham... What happened to that minute? <laughs> oh, the minute.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: anyway, the first <laughs> time I interviewed brain him, brain he's brain just brain. such an open guy. He... he uh, Arranged it for us to go visit his mom at her home, where his Academy Award at the time resided on a (gasps) on a mantle. Saw the Academy Academy Award. Award. He played Salieri in Amadeus, and I guess Amadeus is going to be one of the films uh, at the Plaza Film Fest. Yeah, but I think we can all agree his best movie is Thirteen Ghosts. Thirteen Ghosts is the bomb. Hell yeah, Thirteen Ghosts. He should have won an Academy Award for that. Not even nominated. Plaza theaters coming up in uh, July. And in addition to F. Murray Abraham, EGOT winner Rita Moreno. It doesn't get any bigger than that. Rita Moreno is going to be there, and they're going to show uh, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story that she appeared in. And uh, Singing in the Rain, Rita Moreno and Academy Award winner F. Murray Abraham. And hopefully they'll give you paper tickets. I hope that's the case. I'm kind of like that dude. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, get into the next hour of the show right after this.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show
1: Podcast. All right. Pressure's off. We got through that.
2: Yay. We're only still slightly behind. That's
1: all right. We'll make up. We'll be fine. I'm sure. <laughs> Are you alone over there?
2: Why do you ask?
1: I just thought I heard somebody else laughing in the background.
2: I, I throw my laugh sometimes.
1: Really? Like a ventriloquist? Yeah, like watch this. Let me hear... <laughs> No, that didn't sound like it was from a.
5: (laughs) Now that did. Wait for it. (laughs) Wait wait
1: a minute. How are you doing both at the same time? Yeah, that's good. (laughs) It's a skill, Joanna. How can you do two different laughs at the same time? Good morning, Lisa Sanchez. (laughs)
6: Good morning.
1: Lisa's here somehow, Uh and I'm not exactly sure exactly how, but I ended up saying that I would buy the tickets for Thor, Love, and Thunder when they go on sale.
6: Yeah. yeah, so I'm here for your credit card information. I need that that CC something code from the back,
2: the Excuse three numbers. Excuse me, you were very excited when I told you, hey, we're all going to go see it because you're going to buy us all tickets.
6: Why do you act like such a hater? Like, you get so excited. Like, are you going to come in? And then I'm usually like, no, I'm not, because this is early now for me.
1: <laughs> I'm not hating you
2: 100%. Sound like you're hating? You,
1: here's you're how, not happy. Here's how I buy movie tickets. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs>
2: Buzz has to buy them the day of. The day
6: of. The day,
1: of, the day well, I'm going to go to the movie.
6: But you can't do that for this movie. You have to buy them weeks in advance. When does it come out? Anybody know? Oh, right. July? Mm. July.
3: Buzz doesn't buy Eighth, things seventh, using twelve. his phone or internet. Nope.
6: Well, I know that. That's why I'm here. You're going to give well, me your credit card tickets. information.
1: You won't Can even I do that.
6: Eight?
1: I'll give you money. How about that?
6: Can you like Venmo it or do you have nope.
2: cash? All right. He doesn't I, trust it, Lisa.
6: I don't, I don't understand
1: it. it. <laughs> you don't understand what? Venmo? No, you. <laughs> no, you're like, shit.
2: The you're- other time, Lisa, they were going to go see Doctor Strange and Nico already got all the information so they could get their seats reserved and Buzz wouldn't buy the no, tickets I, like that.
1: We went, I they got in the car. I the drove down, bought the tickets. <sighs>
2: and then they came back
6: then here. Then came
1: back until it was time to go to the movie. Yeah, that's stupid. I was say, that's yeah. dumb. Or, What's hear me stu- out.
6: Give me your credit card information. I'll buy a couple things on Amazon, no, no, no. and then
1: I'm going to buy the movie ticket. You know what? Joanna, what you need? I'm going to totally throw Nico under the bus on this.
2: Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: Like, I have done that with Nico, like, for hey, take care of this, order us some food or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. Order from why. food? Wait, 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 wait. What are you talking <laughs> about now? You, no, 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 you're before. about to go into some BS. Do they do this when I, I'm not here? I've definitely All said, so <laughs> listen to me. Listen, stop talking for a second. Listen Focus to
6: Focus me. on me. <laughs> In, I have
1: sometimes given Nico, here's the card, go ahead, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and then he gives the card back. Somehow, I don't know how he mm-hmm. signed up for a recurring donation to something called Covenant House, I didn't which sign, is a religious charity.
6: We don't do that. Yeah, I, I didn't, it, didn't
1: sign up for I that. I have called them repeatedly to stop charging. So why on a are monthly you putting me like under the to, bus? For like, because I, I didn't do that. Because when something comes in the mail, it's addressed to you. I don't know how you did it, but I don't want to let my credit card out of my control anymore.
6: Are you still getting those emails from FarmersOnly.com?
2: I'm just wondering.
1: No, I guess I've figured <laughs> Wait, out how so to rid of that. so you've noticed that. that they charge your credit card? Yeah. They actually charge your credit oh, yeah, card? Buzz has come to me and he's month. all
2: like, I, I don't know how to get rid of this.
1: I called and actually spoken to somebody and said stop, I don't know what your charity is, I don't know how I got I signed up for it, but I, the reason I connected to Nico <laughs> is because I'll get a letter from him so listening for more donate, and it's, and it's addressed to Nico. And, we could both be house. wrapped up in a scam. They could have gotten my name from
3: one of the same orders. Okay. You have been bamboozled? Yeah. Next,
2: <laughs> next time, open that letter, yeah. and then see, like, maybe if there's instructions on, if you no longer want to be part of this. Yeah, there's usually, like, an unsubscribe
6: I, or un, I undonate. I did
1: that whole process tw- at least twice. That Once I again. called and got a person on the phone to say, mm-hmm. this was done without my approval. Mm-hmm. Please Please stop billing me. Mm-hmm. Once and again, for
6: a small to, fee, m- your assistant named Joanna, can for a just, small fee, I can get rid of those subscriptions for you. She can she can just make your world so much better.
2: I can, really. With that
6: credit you card information. Let Wait, me help So you.
3: now you're saying you won't buy things online? <laughs> <laughs> Joanna told me last week. Wait, that- no, no, how does that make sense now? Like you won't just
2: He's, He hasn't done that and it's he hasn't done it since that time he bought 9 tickets. To the wrong movie.
3: Yeah, yeah, that was his fault.
2: Yeah, but this is also the same person who
6: left his password information on his computer up for a live stream to see. (laughs) (laughs) And then he had to
3: change all of his passwords. Same person who needs his password on a post-it
6: note. (laughs) (laughs) Which is how they got it there. Hey, Buzz, how you doing?
3: Bad. (laughs) (laughs) I like Lisa being here.
1: (laughs) So,
6: I just came to gossip with Joanna. If
3: I if I want to, <laughs> she
6: brought me coffee. This is a personal <laughs> policy.
1: If I buy movie tickets, I like to go the day I'm going to see the movie, mm-hmm. buy the tickets, and then come back later in the day with tickets in hand
3: mm-hmm. and you're, see You're the movie. saying it all like it makes sense. That, that it that, totally that makes not any sense. You can it's see like where- that
2: one guy who just called on the neckline. He said he wants the paper tickets. Buzz right. needs something tangible. Yeah, he wants
6: to make sure he's allowed
2: in there. I'm not going
6: to lie, I got really scared at one point for my flight because I didn't have my ticket. Like, I had the mobile
2: boarding pass. And I'm like, does
6: this count? Like, I don't know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, it does. On. It's scary. But
3: isn't it nice online for Alamo, at least, when you can pick your seats, you know where you're going to be sitting in the theater. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to see it physically to be right. there. You
1: do that. It's, it works the same way if you just walk up to Except the Except I can
3: sit down and I don't have to drive somewhere to go do it. Why would you do that? Okay, so when our you could question. Do it, wh- so it's a mile
1: and a half away. Yeah, are we my going, thumbs are right here.
6: Are we going but to Bassett three or three are we going to One time. the movies, right? We're going to the movies, right?
1: We'll go to the movies. I don't want to go. I know you guys <laughs> like to go see them when they come out on Thursday night late.
6: Well, No, no, no. I don't want to do that. We're willing to do the Friday. We we <laughs> went at 3 p.m. last oh, Thursday. Oh, that's right. We did. Yeah, we went at 3 p.m. that Thursday.
1: <laughs> I, I would consider that.
6: Yeah, see, they have them starting all the way at like 2 o'clock to 3. O'clock. I think there was actually some that were like at 10 a.m.
1: But would you be willing
3: to buy the tickets now, Buzz? Because they might be sold out if you wait for the day.
1: Could I go there and buy the tickets sold. in advance in person?
6: Uh, Maybe. I think so, yeah.
1: Alright, then I'll do that.
6: Okay, so on your way home, you're going to swing gonna by Alamo. Some... Uh-huh.
5: You
6: They usually have some nice like little specials for food. Joanna and I would like some drinks.
1: Well, we can wanna, take I'm care of that. When we definitely want there. a
2: pretzel.
1: Okay. Yeah. That can all be taken care of. When... Wait a minute. I'm doing the snacks too?
2: Yeah. Yes. That was part of the deal. Remember the nice thing Lisa did for us last week? Last week we had a guest.
1: Yeah, yeah. She facilitated that.
6: What's up? I don't even work here and I'm still getting your guests. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, to be fair, I reached out separately. But I, no, we don't have the star
1: power yeah, that they, you do.
2: They, the guests mentioned that, oh, yeah, I got something from Nico. But, which he,
6: which he just ignored.
1: We had an interview last week, and Nico He did reach requests. out. And he
6: did say, I even asked him, like, did Nico reach out but to it you? But it took like, yes, Lisa to
1: actually get it done.
6: <laughs> so what's up? You taking us to the movie yeah, and getting I'll take you snacks. to snacks? Yes, I'll take All you to the right, movies
1: to get the snacks.
5: Movies! All Nico, sex. you want to go?
3: Uh,
1: I w- I will be there. No, I was no. going to say uh, one thing that in the past, that Joanna sometimes brings a plus one. So True. do I need to plan for that?
2: Yeah, you might as well just plan just for that. Just plan for one. that.
1: Why don't I just rent out a whole theater?
2: Yeah, that might be cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> We're in. Either way, we are
6: in. What else do you want to talk about before I leave? I
1: saw Jurassic uh, World. It was a re- it was a stupid <laughs> piece of garbage. Was you want it? to hear some spoilers on that?
6: Do you know I still haven't seen any of the new Jurassic Worlds? <laughs> You're
1: not missing anything. None of those have been good.
6: They're not great. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. So if that's you why... like
3: dinosaurs, they might be
1: amazing. The dinosaurs are really kind of background characters in this one. Locusts are the main animal of focus.
6: Right. Locust. Locust.
3: Yep. Locust. What is this? A plague? Yeah, What's right? going on here? I could just read the Bible for Locust. I don't need to go see Jurassic Park. I want dinosaurs. Yeah,
2: it's kind of weird.
1: I've seen a lot of movies in the past month.
2: <laughs> Someone in the F- the chat's like? Buzz is the same person who bought the tickets to the wrong date in Vegas. <laughs>
1: <sighs> I, I bought tickets online. I see why
3: this trauma. Wrong
1: for the wrong. I can
3: kind of understand the trauma that yeah. Buzz has with online ticketing.
6: Yeah, I'm kind of on Buzz's side. I get where you're coming from,
3: buddy. I, I bought get it nine though. movie tickets. I bought separate. Right. Right. So Beetle tickets. So,
1: <laughs> how many Beetle tickets did you buy?
3: Oh, my
5: God. For which,
1: and how many different dates? And no, no, Meow it, Wolf. It was, it was Blue Man Group that I bought the <laughs> tickets for the wrong date for.
6: And uh, uh, Meow Wolf, he bought the, but they let him in anyways. <laughs> They're like, Oh,
1: yeah. When I got there and presented the tickets, they were like, actually, this is for, and it was a different day. And they said, but we'll, we'll honor him anyway.
2: They're like, we could tell these haven't been scanned They're like, yet. We can tell that you've had some troubles. Maybe you just have big mm-hmm. thumbs. He did this on a computer
1: Okay, big fingers The the time that I (laughs) He doesn't
2: pay attention to detail
1: Okay, so I was trying to get three tickets to a movie I don't even remember what movie it is now And it was back when I had movie pass Because my brother got it for me for Mm -hmm, Christmas And that mm -hmm. thing was so hard to use Mm -hmm. That somehow I ended up With nine tickets Six of them To shows that Okay, only one was the time and the and the thing that I wanted to see. How did you get multiple Blue Man Group tickets?
6: No, he didn't get I multiple. Didn't get multiple. I just he got, got them on
1: the wrong date.
6: Yeah, he got them for like two thousand one instead of two thousand
1: two. That's that's. No, I think run. he got no, it
2: for like a month
1: later. later. Yeah, it was like a oh, different yeah. week or oh, different. Was it Twenty years ago, Lisa? It Was, was it June year. or
2: July? It
1: was. Yeah, but you said two thousand one or two thousand two.
6: I thought it was last year this happened.
1: Yeah, last year wasn't 2001 or 2002.
2: It was 2021.
1: Does Lisa- Oh, We're I get
6: it now. I just got it. <laughs> I was looking at you guys like, what are you talking about? You when you don't have to watch
1: a clock every day, I guess you don't have any concept of time. (laughs) No, I don't. You shouldn't
6: see me. I had to go. I had to to attend a meeting, and I couldn't think of the time zones. I'm like, I used to do this every day for the past, like, eight years. Why can I not get the concept of mountain time and eastern time? I will never get that, dude. Yeah.
1: Joanna, do you want to... How do you not get that? Now, that's easy. We're...
6: I was in traveling. Between, time. We're in
1: between Pacific and Central. Yeah, but no, so oh, they man. have to
2: do that switch, and I can never get it right. So
6: I was in. So I was flying. I had to go to Dallas for work, and then I was flying to California. So I was in Phoenix, and I couldn't remember what the Phoenix time well, zone was. See,
1: Arizona's weird because yes, that I was very long. Yeah, but usually when you get off a plane, they'll have the local time.
6: Yeah, but I had closely. to set up a, a. I had to set up a meeting, so I was like, I'm going to be in Phoenix. At I will I will
1: grant you that Arizona is, is different because they don't always change.
6: That's a weird one.
1: They don't ever change, too. Yeah. They're lost. Do they're
5: they...
1: Kind. Yeah, sometimes they're on the same time zone as us and sometimes not. Well, because they don't do daylight savings.
6: Right. Alright, let's hit that last thing. How do we feel about the new Obi-Wan show? I haven't seen it, so tell me what you great. think. great. Oh my God. Oh Lisa? my God.
1: Especially the third yeah, episode. Yeah, you shouldn't have even brought that I off. watched the third episode <laughs> from the point where a certain character—I won't say the name of the character—but it rhymes with Marf Mater—shows up, <laughs> and at that point, I watched that epi- That that part of which was like thirty minutes long. I watched that episode at least a dozen times. Really, so yeah, it That's is really fant- love It's it. the best Star Trek thing or Star Wars. Rather. <laughs> it's, it's the, the best, best Star Wars Trek. thing. Nerd. It's better than any of the uh, Mandalorian. Space. Uh, Mandalorian was real The solid. final frontier. The scene I'm referring to was as good as when Luke Skywalker showed up in The Mandalorian Season 2. Mm-hmm. It was that same level. Of- oh, really? In fact, it might have even been a little better. You should watch Obi-Wan.
6: <laughs> I New just episode don't... tomorrow. I just don't.
1: How about the boys?
6: Oh, I ha- Okay, so I'm re-watching the old episodes because I don't remember what happened, but I've heard it's great so far. I haven't checked it out yet. I haven't caught up. Yeah, see, I haven't caught up yet. I watched the first two episodes of season two. I can't watch things that I have to really focus on, like, during work. Oops. I have (laughs) to make sure
1: my beep is ready, because I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something that I have to beep out. He
3: preemptively beeped himself.
1: Okay, so do you remember when uh, Endgame was coming out, and there was a fan suggestion that Ant-Man should fly into... Thanos' head and then go to giant size and, mm-hmm. and explode him. That kinda happens in the new season of the boys, except instead of somebody's head, it's somebody's
6: Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like
1: <laughs> the show hundred yeah. mm-hmm. well,
5: percent.
6: Yeah, I've just been yeah, I've just been busy. I haven't seen that um, Have you so not
1: been watching any T V? Um,
6: I watch a lot of documentaries, as weird as... I just watched the Keep Sweet one on the... Oh, the I watched that one. What's yeah. that one? It's about the uh, Warren Jeffs. Oh my
1: yeah. God, I was watching that. That is it's insane, nuts. insane, right? Absolutely uh-huh. insane. It's like this entire separate culture inside America where they marry wives. children. Right. Ugh. And they pick them out for the time they're little girls. And then girls, like the older they dad...
2: Own, and then he's like dying and the they're like well, he, the old man he's they are like he, he couldn't remember any of our names. Wait, wait. In them all. Yeah, there's 23 of you. How do you remember, remember that? What is it called? Oh, who, is, who is this? Uh pray and oh uh, keep, keep sweet pre- obey and pray. Yeah.
3: Is it who's who's it about? It's about yes. Yeah, the, Jeffs.
6: What are they called the FDLR? The
3: Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-Day Saints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But are they Mormons? Yes.
2: I've learned a lot about Mormons cuz I also watched that Under the Banner of Heaven. On Hulu
3: with really? Andrew Garfield. With Andrew yeah. Garfield, yeah, yeah,
6: that's
2: also a good
3: one. Is what was big based off of them? Big Love.
6: Kind of, but not really. <laughs> under They're, the idea of polygamy. Okay,
1: so he's got but, like a hundred wives. Let, let me just yeah. explain it to you real quick here. And this they is all not look to, happy. This is not to disparage the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day of Saints. Of course not. When Utah wanted statehood, uh-huh. one of the conditions was you can't be polygamist anymore
5: stop
6: doing it so really? oh
1: that was a, that was a basis of their religion was multiple wives so when the United States at the end of the 1800s said you've got to give up this polygamy suddenly they got a message from God guess what God said keep doing it nope God said stop knock it off you can't be polygamous anymore so the mainstream Mormon Church no more polygamy but you had a lot of people who were like that. You're heretics. That's not what Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon taught. We like the old version right, better. We like the multiple wives. And those groups, I guess, have been around in some form ever since then, extrajudiciously, mm-hmm. you know, illegally uh, practicing uh, polygamy. And this this town, they had their own fire department. They had their own. Police. If reporters or anybody from out of town came in to find out what was going on, they would definitely get hassled by the cops. Oh, I remember the cops, this guy. Some of the,
6: yeah, some of the cops were actually in uh, a hmm
3: this was a big deal in the 2000s cuz he was right. like taking yes. off and trying to run from the
1: law. But it's so crazy they because they moved to Texas they at extradited one
6: point. Him in Texas and either. that's what happened is the move to Texas is mm-hmm. what screwed him up because when he moved there it was like whoa 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 this town was not cool with it. And so it's interesting though cuz one of the women that was interviewed I think on the Today show and they asked her like have you ever seen an underage girl become pregnant and she's like no not not to my knowledge not uh, not through my eyes and the girl said she's like uh, there's a picture of her she's like one of the women that was like 13 years old not even a woman that child that was 13 years old She's she was the midwife she helped her give birth she's like so she's on the television on national television lying to everyone's faces saying that she's never seen it when she has seen it and that I think that was the wild part for me was seeing Oprah going and checking out where they live and they're just lying blatantly to everybody it's a really good documentary
2: it was good I did like it yeah I watched it all last night
1: and what was it called again? Keep, Keep sweet,
6: sweet, obey, and pray.
1: All right, uh, let's take a break, Joanna. When we come back, entertainment news. How okay.
2: about? Okay.
1: All right, we'll have that on the way, and more of the Buzz Adams morning shows coming up right after this.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast.
1: Got a couple of neckline calls, and then uh, entertainment news with Joanna Barba. I think we might have hooked Nico into watching this documentary about one Jeffs.
3: Well, I I just remember it being in the news so much in the 2000s. Like I remember he was like, like he was on FBI Most
1: Wanted. It wasn't all that far. I mean, it was West you Texas. You would think it was,
2: that it was like years ago, years decades ago. Right. No, it was barely like 2004.
1: And I remember it it's when like they finally very vivid. arrested
3: him. Yeah, it was in all the stories. Like it was one of the biggest stories. I think for that t- you know time or that news cycle. But the more you read about this dude, what a the piece mo- of
1: crap, garbage. Right. Yeah, I mean the ch- the child brides really only scratches the surface of. How oh no. How evil this the dude dad was. dad
2: dies and then he's like, "Oh, guess what? You can marry me now."
1: He oh, also to, to his dad's
3: bride. To his
2: dad's brides.
3: He's also been accused of sexually assaulting his nephews,
1: the uh the sons of his brothers and sisters, two sister. of his half-brothers accused the him. The boys of. that
2: he didn't kick out of them? Right. Out of there?
1: Yep. That was another thing. If you challenge leadership, you would be uh, excommunicated. He or, kicked or shunned out all the boys. Just, right.
3: Well, one of the boys committed suicide after claiming that he was sexually assaulted by this guy.
1: That and and wasn't a nephew. That was his half-brother. So he had all, he had something like a hundred siblings because his right. father had 23. 23 wives. I think, didn't Warren Jeffs at one point have 50-something? Something 69. 69.
3: 69? Yeah. 69 wives. Yeah.
1: Ugh. Oh.
3: Keep sweet. Wait, what's it called? Keep Keep sweet. sweet.
2: Obey Obey and pray
3: pray on Netflix. Oh, he was also charged with incest because I guess some of the children might have been related to him. That he, you know, one thing. You know, I was talking about. I think this was just a pervert who used the church to just get off. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, but it was also set up to make that easy. That if you were in the leadership, and this again, not the mainstream. Mormon Church. These were were groups that consi- they considered themselves to be the true Mormon Church. The first time I ever visited Salt Lake City was in the 90s for a whack basketball tournament. And one thing that
3: stood out, Whack is in Western Athletic Conference, not as in crazy. W- Western oh! Athletic
2: Conference. Oh, okay. Thank you. I was like, yeah, that's whack, dude. <laughs> so
1: they they had homelessness, but the homeless were very young and they were almost all young men on the street, panhandling. I mean, like 18, 19-year-old kids. And I I didn't know the whole story. It wasn't until I saw Big Love. So one of the things that these groups do that practice uh, polygamy, well, if one guy's got 69 wives and another guy's got 23 wives, there aren't going to be enough wives. So when these boys get to a certain age you're out. You're on your own. We don't want you sticking around here. Competition. Yeah, competition. Yeah, Yeah, basically. And that's why... You have 23 wives. Just give me one wife. I just need the one. (laughs) (laughs) It's messed up. It's probably still going on, but uh, they're... The town they were in in Texas is a town called, I think it's El Dorado. And it's... uh, I don't know. I'd say probably like 40 miles south of San Angelo. That's You know, kind of in this side of the state, anyway. Mm Kind of West Texas, Hey, did you guys finish up the documentary? Did they disband? What happened to all the people? Did you finish the documentary?
2: Uh, Yeah, I finished it. Um,
3: Like, where did all the the followers
1: of of this guy go? Do they still adhere to his teachings? Some Uh, of them?
2: I think some of them do.
1: Actually, I'm just
3: reading that uh, a lot of the sect members uh, live in the original city, in utah
1: where we're right i think they came from utah and then there might have been a stopover but they ended up in texas at some point let me get these uh neckline calls here real quick and then we'll have entertainment news hi uh, good morning this is rick and i just wanted to mention that it was not zsa, zsa gabor that was on green acres actually it was her sister eva gabor Okay, thanks
2: a
5: lot.
2: Bye. Oh. We did get a few messages like that on the app chat. <laughs> They're all like, Eva Gabor was in Green Acres, not Zsa Zsa. And I was like, ah. Oh. Oh, dude, we just really wanted to sing the song. Yeah,
1: it's tomato, tomato. Really, This, this date in history, in 1989, <laughs> Zsa, Zsa Gabor was arrested for slapping a Beverly Hills cop. Not Eddie Murphy, not <laughs> okay, not,
3: yeah, not Eddie Murphy as Beverly Hills <laughs> Cop. <not> Judge Reinhold,
1: <laughs> an actual Beverly Hills cop. What was John in? Shaz- there were three. Uh, there were like three sisters. So she, she, Eva Gabor, right, was on <laughs> Green Acres. Green
3: Acres is the place for me. Magda. Green Acres. Magda the was Magda the older P.
1: sister. I think she was kind of like the gummo. <laughs> like a gummo Marx. The, the Marx unknown Marx. Br- yeah, yeah, the unknown uh, Gabor, but yeah, Rick's right. Eva was the Gabor sister who was on Green Acres, and Jaja was famous that. for just being beautiful. Y- you know, when Paris and Nikki Hilton first became obsessions, mm-hmm. a lot of people compared them to the oh, Gabor. Okay. Yeah, the, the Gabor, Gabor sisters. They're kind of famous for being famous, although I guess Eva Gabor was on a pretty popular uh, TV series which I'm surprised that Joanna knew as many of the lyrics from the song as she did
3: Yeah, she knew yeah. a lot Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to entertainment news and Hollywood headlines with Joanna Barber, good morning Joanna
2: Good morning Charlie Sheen's 18-year-old daughter. I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. 18-year-old <laughs> daughter Sam joined OnlyFans, and he is not happy about it. And he actually blames her mom, Denise Richards, and said, "Quote: Sam is 18 years old now and living with her mother. This did not occur." Buzz, can you do your Charlie
1: Sheen? Um, I don't have what he said. This did in not front occur of, under okay, my Okay, here roof. you go. Here you go. Uh-huh. Sam is 18 years old. Charlie Sheen kind of sounds Alex like Jones. Alex Jones, right? You know,
5: it,
2: the first time you did it, it sounded like Charlie Sheen. Now it does sound like Charlie Alex Sheen Jones. Charlie Sheen used to go on
1: Alex Jones' show a lot, and it was hard to tell which was which because it did. Sam is 18 years old now and living with her mother. This did not occur under my roof. I do not condone this, but since I'm unable to prevent it, I urged her to keep it classy, creative, and not
3: sacrifice her integrity. All right, do do a couple of Charlie Sheen warm ups. Tiger blood, tiger, tiger blood, winning, winning, winning. Tiger blood, tiger blood. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
4: no,
2: no, winning. Got the Alex. Jen. Winning. It's going great. Well, Denise instead says, "Quote: Sam is eighteen, and this decision wasn't based on whose house she lives in. All I can do as a parent is guide her and trust her judgment." but she makes all her own choices.
1: So the implication here is that it's going to be a racy only fans, possibly with nudity or or sexual content. Racy, right? right. Okay.
2: But it's not all about sex, Buzz. We don't know which direction her OnlyFans will I go. I can't
1: find her on
3: OnlyFans.
2: I thought you signed up for OnlyFans.
3: I, I'm on OnlyFans now.
2: <laughs> if you would love to see what Nico's <laughs> content is on OnlyFans, Please hit subscribe. us with that
3: but username. I only did it so I could find her.
2: And you haven't found her?
3: No. I, I, you know what? She might have erased it or is going by a different name because it's not under Sammy Sheen or Sam Sheen.
1: <laughs> well, it- I am not, I'm not what you would call a spiritual person, but I guess... I do believe in karma. Kind sort of karma,
2: right? Right.
1: After Charlie
3: Sheen was a famous <laughs>
2: sex den porn
3: star banger and uh, well his
1: house was basically a drug den and had a rotating door with uh porn starlets right. in and out all the time and now you know he's I, upset that his daughter's going to be on OnlyFans. I mean
3: Yeah. You get it. You deserve it.
2: It is a tale as old as time, or at least as old as the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences. The exciting, innovative film loses out on best picture to the cloying feel-good film of the year. It's happened so often, it's almost not worth mentioning, but it's still a sore point for Tom Hanks. Hanks is not sore because his film loss, but because its 1995 win was so controversial. We're talking about Forrest Gump. Hanks reflected on the win in a new interview on the New York Times and said, quote, the problem with Forrest Gump is it made a billion dollars. If we'd made a successful movie director, Robert Zemeckis and I would have just been geniuses. But because we made a wildly successful movie, we right. were diabolical So what, what else was
1: up that year in 1995?
2: Up that year was Shawshank Redemption. Well, four Weddings and a Funeral. No. Quiz the Show. And no. Pulp Fiction. And he says, quote, every year there's an article that goes, the movie that should have won Best Picture, and it's always Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction is a masterpiece without a doubt.
3: I agree. Which one's better?
2: Pulp Fiction or Forrest Gump?
3: I mean, they're very different movies. Which one should have gotten an Academy Award? I mean,
1: only one can win. Uh, Yeah, you know, probably a lot of the older voters, which makes up a huge percentage of the Academy, might not have gotten Tarantino. Right. I could see that, for sure. I mean, it was the first movie he directed. No, it wasn't. Reservoir Dogs was the first he directed. But still... I think a lot of the older voters maybe didn't get the non sequential and you know, they didn't appreciate the vulgarity you know, the dirtiness. vulgarity yeah. and you know, it was probably just knowing these older Academy voters back in nineteen ninety five for I probably felt a lot more comfortable going with a Forrest Gump. See, Ooh. everybody says one of my favorite movies of all time didn't deserve Best Picture, Shakespeare in Love. Because <laughs> it came out the same year that Saving What'd Private you- Ryan came
2: out. Oh. Look at that.
1: Yeah,
3: saving Private Ryan really deserved
1: that. Saving one. Private Ryan <laughs> was a phenomenal really movie over
3: that that yeah, that piece.
1: <laughs> How could I say Saving Private Ryan was definitely an impactful, powerful movie, especially that opening scene on Normandy Beach, but it's not the kind of movie you wanna oh, I'm gonna go back and see it five more times while it's still in theaters. You know what I mean? You really felt like you'd been through the ringer after you saw Save, Saving that Private That is a good
2: yeah way of describing it.
1: Because well, it's powerful. I
3: mean, but it's I, like saying Schindler's List. Uh, you know what Schindler's List? Yeah, It's not really a good movie because you can't well, see it multiple it's times. Not feel- good it's not a feel-good right. movie. Definitely
2: not a feel-good movie. Well, Hanks and Zemeckis are re- reuniting for the live-action remake of Disney's Pinocchio next.
3: Oh, I bet he's going to play Geppetto for yes, sure. Yes, he yeah. is. Have
2: you seen the trailer? Mm-mm. He is Geppetto.
3: He is Japan.
2: Japano. And finally, last week we found out there was a script for a Joker sequel with Joaquin Phoenix called Joker Folia Do. And now we find out that Lady Gaga is in talks to join as Harley Quinn. But wait, there's more. Sources say it's going to be a musical. No deals with the actors have been made just yet, and no other details are known like if Gaga will provide any original music.
3: Okay, I can see her doing that if it's a musical. I can see her singing as...
2: (laughs) Throughout the entire show, Nico's just, I don't see it.
3: I don't see it. I kind
2: of see it, and now I see it. Now I see it. The progression. With your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba.
1: Well, Joker had a good soundtrack, I'll say that.
2: It did, yeah. I mean, it wasn't
1: a musical, but the music it used was very effective. What was the title of it again, Joanna? Because Buzz just taught me this word.
2: Folie à is a medical term for what? a shared delusional yeah. disorder between two people.
3: Okay, but you just taught me the word folly yesterday. It's spelled the same. Is it? Yeah, f o l l i e. Is that
2: this how- is f o l i e?
1: Folie à Folie à I think is how you. Oh, it's not. Folly. Oh, no, it's folie à deux. This is going great.
2: Yeah. You
3: always say that when it's like, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how you turn the Joaquin Phoenix Joker into to a, a musical. musical. It seems like a standalone. I got to tell you, it really maybe strikes all, me as a standalone. Maybe it's all movie. in their
2: mind. And that's why it's oh, that's a, good a musical. There yeah. you go.
1: Like oh, it's his a crazy player, yeah. imagining and it's, they go into these elaborate musical numbers yeah. because yeah. he's, that makes sense. He's and a, how, do he's you, a nut. how do you replicate
3: the People are going to want to see the exact same type of movie, and he's going to be, not be able to, to live up to expectations. So if right. you change the, the format, then you, you kind of can create
1: something it's new. something new. Yeah. People won't be like, oh, it's this is the same thing it's the as, same as, the thing as Joker. Joker didn't win Best Picture, did it? No. He won Best Actor, but it didn't win Best Picture. No, correct. See, I thought that one... I, that that should have been, been a Best Picture I thought that was my nominee. pick for Best Picture that year. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a break. We'll have time to come back and wrap things up with more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast.
1: We've got a few minutes to uh, wrap up the show and put some finishing touches on the show. I was going to run down the uh, kind of the... The way the contest works for the Metallica trip to Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. This is to uh, see Metallica at PNC Park and also go to an exclusive Blackened American Whiskey tasting event that happens pre-show with master distiller Rob Dietrich. Blackened American Whiskey is Metallica's uh, brand of whiskey. And in the here's how it works. Every afternoon, between 3 and 7, Daniel Paulus is going to play Blackened by Metallica. It is only during that time that you can enter to win. And you can only enter through the KLAQ mobile app. So you're going to need a couple of things. You're going to be need you're going to need to be 21 or older in order to enter. And you're also going to need the KLAQ Mobile app. And you're going to be listening for Blackened by Metallica. Five daily winners or five total winners for the week. That means if you're one of our daily winners, You got a one in five chance of winning the grand prize trip, courtesy of Blackened American Whiskey. So once again, three to seven. Daniel's on the air. He's going to play Blackened by Metallica. During that time that that Blackened is playing, you can enter through the KLAQ mobile app. One entry per person per day must be 21 to enter. Click the Metallica button for all the rules, either on the mobile app or at KLAQ.com. Nico, what do you have over there? It looks like you're reading through some messages. I am. We've got a lot of messages
3: in the fan chat on Facebook. Um, people have been talking about Obi-Wan, and uh, they might not necessarily be agreeing with you.
1: That it's great? Mm-hmm. Well, what are some of the comments?
3: Eli says, Obi-Wan Kenobi is definitely not as good as it should be, and it's driving me nuts. Charles says, I don't like how they keep nerfing characters. They did it with Boba Fett, too. Obi-Wan really got that weak after a few years?
1: Yeah, I love that part of the show. Yoda
3: could still lift Luke's (laughs) ship after way longer.
1: I I like the fact that Obi-Wan is this broken down shell of his former self, but he's going to find his reconnection. I mean, he could definitely still use the Force, but there's a big moment that's got to be coming up when he somehow manages to communicate with his former mentor Qui-Gon Jinn because that hasn't happened yet so he he got his ass kicked by Vader a couple of weeks ago there's going to be a new episode tomorrow I expect with only two episodes left to go that he is going to somehow get in touch with the ghost the force ghost of Qui-Gon Jinn yeah, no, I love the fact that they're showing Obi-Wan as this guy who really is no match no match for Vader anymore. Right, uh,
3: Sergio says uh, about the controversy with uh, um, one of the sisters the Reva. third sister, Riva. That's right. Was there a controversy of the Inquisitor African American woman? I thought I heard there was some controversy a while ago, perhaps because of her race. Knowing people nowadays, but honestly, she is just a horrible actress. Um,
1: I, I don't know that I agree with that. I you know, a lot of people are good.
2: are saying that that it's. It's not because of her race or because she's a woman. It's because she's not a good actress. I'm not
1: going
3: to lie. I actually didn't really like her. When, like that first episode, she appears. She doesn't seem like a good actress. She just seems like overly angry at everything. Like, she's just kind of angry. And it's not like there's no subtlety or nuance to her performance. Um, dark side. Yeah, but the other ones weren't like that. The other, the other guys. I mean, she's the only one that's like that.
1: Vader almost choked her out last episode, man.
3: Um, but a lot of people are talking about how they, they agree. They just don't like her acting. Uh, then they say, yes, they're just shoehorning her character in there. The show is Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't care about her backstory. Only in two, where's Vader? Only in two episodes. Where Wait. are the Clone War flashbacks? Are we going to get another episode of Obi-Wan chasing after Leia? <laughs> I don't care about Reva. Stop wasting time on a new character when the show is only six episodes. I kind of agree with that. Why do, we, why do you need a background on the third sister when there's so many other things to focus on?
1: They they haven't given any background. You don't know. I don't know as a as a viewer, uh, but I didn't read novels or comic books. I don't know her story or how she came to be. Well, there's only two spe- episodes left. Specifically, why she is so aggressively trying to get Obi Wan Kenobi?
3: Uh, why the hell didn't Vader just walk through the fire and go after Obi Wan? I
1: don't know. Maybe he's like Frankenstein. It's like he had
3: a bad experience with
1: fire. <laughs> <gasps>
0: fire bad.
3: The little girl is also getting on my nerves. Like, just listen, niña malcriada. And she's great. Leia, I get she's precocious and smart and a leader, but come on. I don't know if she's annoying me.
1: The little girl actress who plays Princess Leia, I don't know her name, but I think... What, what did you say last week during the, the episode? Because uh, there's she, a scene where she's being tortured by the Inquisitor. The little girl is being tortured.
3: Yeah, and b- by torture, she, like the other person's using the force and just putting their hand out. So the little girl actress has to imagine whatever force power is uh-huh. acting on her, and her she's a really good actress. Nico her, said,
1: and I, I think he might be right, that at some point in her life, she's going to win an Academy Award.
3: Yeah, she just seems like that type of pedigree. Like, really, really good. Sweet. Yeah. Uh,
1: so I think she's she's doing a phenomenal job. So those are the comments we seem to be see, uh, seeing. People love, some people love Star Wars so much that it's like, well, I can't love it anymore, so I'm going to also find a way to love to hate it, too.
3: <laughs> no, I think people can be honest about the way they feel and say, look, I just don't like the
1: interpret. Look, you don't have to like everything that the fandom gives you. I mean, since we're talking about Disney, I haven't really been blown away by the, by the Marvel series. I thought Hawkeye was the best one. But I didn't really get into Moon Knight. I didn't. I mean, I slogged through it somehow. Uh, Wandavision. I didn't think was fantastic. And what was the other one? Loki. Loki. Not yeah. a huge fan. Disneyfication of all the shows. Uh, Obi Wan's great though. <laughs> I'm sorry, Obi Wan's fantastic. All right, we got to wrap up. We're going to be back uh, tomorrow at six a.m. We'll talk to you then. So long.